I got myself looking up Little Mermaid songs. What's your favorite song from that movie? Look at this stuff. Isn't it neat? Wouldn't you think my collection's complete? I don't even know the lyrics <laughs> to that song. Oh, me either. That's why I looked it up. What's the lyrics? I've got gadgets and gizmos aplenty. Mm-hmm. I've got, what, I got who's a what's and what's it's galore? You want thingamabobs? I got 20. But who cares? But who cares? I want more. <laughs> Welcome to the Ronnie Markell Make a Podcast Show, guys. <laughs> I didn't know you were recording. I, I had a feeling. Uh, here we are. We are at episode number 88, guys. Woo! Uh, I am, as always, Markel. And I am the quintessential man of the hour, Ronnie. How'd you like that? Woo! Quintessential. Oh, you know what's funny? I saw um, Tariq uh, earlier today when I was over Oh, wow, breakfast. really? Holy yeah. crap. He's like, I haven't seen you in a while. And it was funny because he's like, so what do you guys like? He's like, I see everything you guys are doing. And he's like, what do you guys call yourself? And I was just like, oh, Ronnie calls himself a pop culture journalist. <laughs> and he's like, oh, that's kind of cool. Yes, I am a pop culture journalist, <laughs> Mr. Ronnie. For all of you out there, thank you for tuning in once again. For the, the, <laughs> the, the one, the only... Ronnie, the pop culture journalist. So we got some news for you guys. We also have uh, some segments here uh, that hopefully you guys find fun. Uh, we brought up Limo Mermaid because we've been doing research about it. And as you guys already know, or maybe you don't know, they are creating uh, many live action movies uh, from Disney's 2D D- Disney animation. Disney going world. through their whole vault. The whole nine. Little Mermaid, Lion King comes out uh, later in July. Um, as well as what's the other one? Mulan. What about, uh, a, what about a Pinocchio live action? Um, I think that's unnecessary, but Disney doesn't think so. Yeah, I'm like Disney's like unnecessary. What you talking about? Wait, I can make more money. Oh, here we shit go. I already now, made? Is, here's my brain just taking it out there. Don't How about live action Pinocchio? And who's the voice of Pinocchio? Dennis Leary. Dennis Leary's like, Dad, you know what? Let me tell you something, Dad. I want a cheeseburger. I want a cheeseburger, and I want it with fries, and I want some legs. And I want some legs, Dad. You didn't make I my legs I want to be a boy. <laughs> I want to be a boy. I don't want to be a girl. I want to be a boy. You know what? Why'd you make me out of wood? Why not metal? And they'll just talk and be like, shut up. <laughs> that would be one of the times you would just see the next scene as your pedal would throw him into the fire. <laughs> it's like throwing him into the wood chipper. Please, no. I'm a real boy. Like, no, you're dead. Not anymore. You're actually a possessed doll. Like, that's literally what he is in that sense. Like, he was given a soul in a toy. Chucky? So he's pretty much he's Chucky. He's the original Chucky? He's the original Chucky. He's Pin- the original Chucky. Pinocchio is the original Chucky. You heard it here first, guys. <laughs> uh, so, as we uh, record now, we have some uh, news coming up from Little Mermaid casting. Uh, we've gone ahead and decided to do a little bit of uh, casting ourselves. We have a little segment called Cast It. Casting, didn't, didn't. One day we'll have sound effects, guys. We'll have Sorry, we'll have we're, we're still poor. poor. We're still poor. But if anyone wants to sponsor us out there, I'll let you boys. I'll let you boy. Like we 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 take we take the uh, the money that fo- the uh, jingles, <laughs> but, but we, we prefer the, the kind, kind that, that folds. <laughs> <laughs> or in this digital age, hey, I'll t- we'll take Ven- a Venmo, Venmo pay- PayPal. PayPal. No worries. Uh, yeah, so we are going to do a casting for both Ariel and Eric. If you've checked out our Instagram or any of our social media channels, you can see that we actually reported on a uh, early talks right now. Uh, Miss Mel- Melissa McCarthy is actually uh, in the running for playing Ursula in the live action version. Ooh, so, the sinister uh, and sultry. 
Ursula. Well, you, you know what? I would say that the way that they're humanizing villains nowadays, uh, we may get a totally different version. Nah, we gotta... She has to sing Poor Unfortunate Soul. She has to sing that. I mean, we know we're gonna it won't get cost you. It won't cost you anything. Just oh. your voice. Exactly! <laughs> <laughs> she was very sinister. I will say that she definitely didn't have any... Uh, great motives of like you know redeemable qualities but if you guys disagree definitely uh hit us up online and uh send me a message either on uh, ronnie markel at gmail.com or any of our social media channels ronnie markel Ron podcast, Mar podcast. Ron Mar podcast hit on us up Twitter. on our instagram tell us who you might think you know who could be ariel or eric or any of the other casting choices as well but as always we have uh different topics from movies news in uh, comics, TV, as well as WWE news, as always. Uh, where do you want to start, good sir? Where do you want to take them? Why don't we start with the movies, since that's what we're talking we're about. We're diving into the movies. So, uh, while we're diving into the movies, I have to start this uh, off by saying that I personally feel, in uh -oh, Ghostbuster uh -oh. news... They are making a third one, as you may be aware. With something strange in the hood. I mean, oh, wait, no. And it don't look good. Who are you going to call? I'm a mom my business. I said, who are you going to call? Mind my damn business. I, actually, what we no, found out... No, but uh, Ghostbusters. We're, 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 no, not Ghost, not just any Ghostbuster. We're going to call an Avenger. A Paul Rudd himself. Oh. Paul Rudd has answered the call. There's a viral video you can check out on Paul Rudd's Instagram where he did this uh, video where... Right in front of the, uh, the, fire the, station. the fire station. Yeah. And now uh, he's answering the call. I'm so. like, God damn it, we were right by that fire station. Why didn't I think to take a picture there? I don't oh, know. Really? I, yeah, remember when we were going to Tribeca? I'm like, damn it. I'm pretty sure there'll be plenty of people. You won't be the first person to take a picture there. So, so Paul Rudd is Paul joining Rudd. the cast. What's, your, what's your, your, your thoughts on that, sir? Uh, come on. This guy, even though he left us for dead when we yeah. tried to meet him once outside of Good Morning America. Oh, wait. Did I mention that? But uh, other other than that, he's still a cool dude. Uh, Are you there for that? I forgot. Yeah, maybe he. I was like, maybe maybe it was too early to sign autographs that day. <laughs> but, uh, but he's still a cool dude. Guy never ages. That's for one. But I think he'll be a great addition to the cast. I know that uh, some other people that are expected re to return too are Sigourney Weaver and Dan Aykroyd. So it will mm. be, and and once they lock in Annie Potts and Bill Murray, it'll be awesome to see the chemistry for whatever role they come up with Paul Rudd uh, to go along and coincide with those great veterans. I gotta say, um, this is my my feel on Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd is a hilarious guy, and I think he's gonna bring a lot of great comedy working with what all if, these different What if he's legends. the villain? I, you know what? I would say I'm all for it. I think that he's a good actor, and he's definitely an underrated actor for sure. Um, he is definitely my Scott Lang in terms of... He like, saved the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Excuse or, me. Or helped save a it. A rat saved the Marvel Cinematic no, Universe? No, 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 no. If, if he didn't come back out of that van... If the rat never pressed the button, he would never <laughs> came back. If you want to take it even further back, if Hank Pym never created the, par uh, the Pym particles, there would have been no chance for them to even. God work. damn it! It was Fall Red. It was a rat. It was a rat. <laughs> and Henry, um, Henry Pym, or uh, sorry, Hank Pym. Uh, so 
I'll say this movie, it kind of slides into a little segment that we were going to discuss. So it was kind of a question that we received online, which is what our thoughts are on reboots and kind of like where Hollywood is right now. Because everything you see is kind of a rehashing, a reboot or something. Uh, from Everything. The, the, the shitty child's play that we just recently watched. Uh, Let's see what the difference, though, between these movies is that when you have that combination where they bring back the same people with the same writers... Oh, it a can't of, fail, right? A lot of, it's not that it can't fail, but it's most likely probably going to be pretty good. I mean, that's the formula. If you think, uh, I'll use the Toy Story movies. A lot of the people who write those movies and stuff are the same people. Like it's like don't if it what's that if it ain't broke don't fix it or did I just say that back? No, you said it right. I, yeah, if it ain't broke don't you know like I kind of feel like Jason I don't Jason agree. Reitman he did the originals didn't he? So your thought is with a reboot you will accept it as long as the original people are Mad, there. Mad Max Mad Max was amazing that that rehash that they made but it was made by the same person who made the original. Yeah, so well, he's a, not going to let that so go. So, you know, he's that's what I'm saying. It's a great it. example of, like, when you keep the same people, it's like, I don't know, probably lightning. You might not exactly might make lightning strike twice, but it comes out better than if you say, all right, you know what? If this news came out that Paul Rudd was joining the cast, and but the only person they could get back was Dan Aykroyd. Nobody else wanted to be about this. Jason Reitman, the original guy that did the first one, he didn't want no parts of this. And so all you got is Dan Aykroyd and Paul Rudd? Okay, that sounds like a formula for disaster. So here's where I will challenge that idea. I completely understand that idea, and you are not alone in that because there are a lot of people that were online that felt the same way when we talked about this. I'm going to take, I'm going to play devil's advocate, and I'm going to say if you're talking about. It's a great recipe for success if you can bring back the cast. If you can bring back I the will cast agree with and you. writers and directors. So you're saying and writers and directors. Okay. And so writers and directors. I will say that I partially agree. I think that it is possible for the people who have not who have not written this or created this to before to come back and create a reboot and sort of a reimagining of something because there's a great example of that, and they're making a sequel of it that comes out soon, which is called Jumanji. That is not written and made by the same people. Somebody else took the concept of that same thing and decided to make their own version of that same but, thing. But even if you think about the first one versus that new one, I'm sorry, but the original one is still way better. It will always be compared. There is no such thing as it not being compared, but I am telling you that I believe that making a reboot... Or a like recreation or rehash of something can be done if put into the right hands. It, it doesn't it have could. to involve. It the, could. You, can, you, you know, know what? You know a movie. I think is a great example of that. The Karate Kid. They made a decent Correct. film with Jaden Smith. Correct. That had also very movie. little to do with the original. But that's see, that's another thing too that I think is a good formula. If you're going to do a reboot, which is kind of what the kind of thing they did with Jumanji too, which is they didn't try to do the same thing. They took it and did something totally different. They left some elements of it in it, but they did something totally different. The only thing that remained is technically the title and the and the concept. The concept is some kids or some people get trapped into a game and get turned into characters in a game, and there's rules to the game while they're in the game. And the only way to win Jumanji is to beat Jumanji. 
that is all the same thing that remains. Everything else is kind of like, you know, the new things that they've added on to here. But think about it. It's always like I tell you. Like like with the like with the Sony Marvel movies. It's like, you know, you know what makes a person a average fan nervous? When you start putting a recipe together that doesn't sound right, that's when you get nervous. It's like it's like meeting someone for the first time. Yeah. If you're gonna meet oh, I want you to meet my friend Jeff. He knows Ronnie. See, it's that reassurance, like, oh, he knows Ronnie. Oh, now you're, well, now, yeah. you're now you're a little we're, we're bit more okay with it. I just, so, I just, so, like, if you get casting news and you hear, oh man, yeah, Paul Rudd's joining the cast with Bill Murray, Ernie Hudson, Dan Aykroyd, Jason Reitman, and you're naming, oh, the, from the original, original. Oh, okay, this might be fun. Well, yeah. but, it, but if you said. All right, Paul Rudd's joining this cast with uh, you know, I don't, uh, Liam Neeson and Holly Berry for a Ghostbusters three. It's like, yeah, well, there, you'd be like, uh, you, your your brain okay. tells yourself this don't sound right. I don't know what's going on right now. Well, yeah, we're comfortable with what we know, so I I agree. I do get nervous if they're this. But I, I do said. like, but I do like to be proven wrong, though. So of course, I think that like. For instance, Men in Black. Men in Black International is a piece of trash. Of the franchise. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Franchise. It's not a piece of trash. Have you seen it yet? <laughs> yeah, I saw it. It, it's, it was it's, okay. It's a reboot okay. of the franchise in the sense that it's, it's well, technically, it's a reboot from our standpoint, but this is actually a continuation. Continuation. Into a new new agents altogether. Which I still think it would have made more sense if they if they plan if they knew a long time ago they planned to do this. Just simply mention mentioning maybe uh, Chris Hemsworth's character, seeing as how Des- T- Tessa Thompson came into this later. If just maybe mentioning something or giving us some kind of reference, I felt like would have made it a little I stronger. I disagree with that, and here the reason why. It's a cop thing. It's a it's a bureau. It's like FBI. There are a ton of fucking agents that are there that wear. It's called the Men in Black, not the Man in Black, not the Woman in Black. It's a bunch of them. So they're basically just going, hey, this is an entire bureau. Let's focus the attention on two other agents that are here. Now, the only thing that I feel like was the, the movie itself for me was okay. We've, we've, uh, we may have talked about Men in Black before. Um, we did. I was fortunate enough to go with uh, another uh, person who's a part of the show, the Queen of the Universe. We went to the premiere in New York at Lincoln Square uh, to meet Chris Hemsworth and Tessa Thompson and watch okay. the movie. It was them. okay. Uh, which was great. I didn't. Say, it was it, better than Child's Play. It was definitely better than Child's Play. <laughs> it to me, and the only thing that it just didn't hit home with me in terms of like some of the comedy and those things. It was fine for what it was, and I think that once it gets the storyline together and it's like you know tightened up a little bit, it's going to be a great new franchise. Um, for that said, it's still based on like an old comic that like nobody barely knows, um, and a cartoon that was okay, and a, and a series of movies with Will Smith that was also okay. Like the first one was cool. I love, I love the first one. Second first one was okay, and, and I the thought third the, and one, I like, the, third, the third one had a great ending. That's why for me, I felt like I don't know why they needed to because continue it's it. A, it's like making a damn movie. You're, you're, when you say that, you also have to think to yourself: How many movies have you ever seen that involve the U.S. Army? 
all fucking lot because it's the army it's it's literally a giant group of people which means that i can focus on the story i feel of like a when, a, of when a project's so legendary it's such a roll of the dice if this is going to be I'm good gonna tell you like this it, a lot of projects have been roll of the dice that have been really successful i'm, I'm telling you like me Force awakens for, for me i feel like i would maybe just take some elements and call it something else like i am ready for them to retire the skywalker storyline i know people don't necessarily Really want to hear that, but I am tired. I do want I them really to retire care. the Skywalker storyline. I don't really. We care. got episode one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, and then we got eight, and now we got nine. I don't really care about I'm that. I'm done with the Skywalker. I, I don't really care about that. I just want a good movie. Just don't give me a bunch of shit and then don't explain it and kill off characters. That's all saying. I'm saying. I get what you're saying. I don't. I personally don't think that the ending of the main three characters that are there: Han Solo, Luke Skywalker, and um, Princess Leia. For them to have the sort of like, you but know, th- but think about it. It's kind of it's, it's kind of the same thing with the Ghostbusters thing with Paul Rudd. Why is it so many of us flock back to the theaters and stuff? The, the, the fact that they had to bring the old original characters back shows you, like, all right, so, in order to continue this forward, you know what's a good a good idea to do? Bring the old characters back so you can tell that what did they do? They wrote the old characters back and they told a new story with new characters with the old ones around. I get it. You, you. It's like it's like. Hey, oh, I get it. I'm here for insurance. I'm here. I'm here so that the fans know Star Wars is still cool, guys. Over here, it's like. I mean, unfortunately, that's just how we roll. That's how things work in Hollywood and in, in fandom. But I don't think. I, again, I, I'm. I'm. Especially I'm when you're dealing with. Especially when you're dealing with franchises that have been around as long as Star Wars or Ghostbusters. Like Ghostbusters goes. The first one goes back to what. Before we were born, Indies, or yeah. or like when we were tiny little years babies. Old, by the way. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, I was like, I was like fucking four or something when this came out. Yeah, so, 1984. So yeah, so you know, I think that that's what it is. And for the studios, I'm you gotta think about it for them too. They're shelling out millions of dollars to make this, so they don't want to see it a flop. So they're gonna ensure, like, all right, get Bill Murray on the phone. He, he, if he's okay, yeah, put him back in it. All I'm saying on this particular thing, and we'll move on to our next segment, is I think that it is possible for you to make a movie with the original cast. I agree with the original cast or having something to do with the original cast being there in some capacity helps to put the audience at ease. Yeah. But I also, as a person who would like to one day get into Hollywood and maybe get a chance to work on one of these things one day, I would also like the opportunity because you don't realize when you say, oh, well, these guys who made it before, they're the only ones that need to touch it. Then you kind of close the door on all these other opportunities. Like, could you well, imagine? That's not, if, well, that's if, not exactly what you, I'm saying. Could I'm you not imagine clo- if Creed, would ne- Creed 1 and 2 would have never existed? Force Awakens would have never but existed if, th- but, if they but didn't get if, if you think about it, open their eyes to somebody new. Even even opening your eyes though, if you look at the credits of Creed, it still says like written by Sylvester Stallone and and the other guy. It's like yeah, okay, let me give this kid a chance, but I'm still gonna be here to make I sure. I believe in you collaboration. Know, you know. I don't think it needs to be all the same people. As long as Sylvester was there, then you could continue the the Rocky franchise. If he wasn't there, I would be. It would be very, very afraid of somebody continuing. Now imagine. Now, see, would you have that? Would you have been excited for Creed 
If you saw an interview with Sylvester Stallone, he said, "I want nothing to do with this." No, no man. No. But they went, ahead, but they went ahead like Child's Play, and they made Creed anyway. Uh, and you would have got Child's Play because there's no, there's an essence that needs to be there. Now somebody else could have carried that along. There's a smaller chance that that could be the case, but I just feel like there needs to be a collaboration, and because I need, I want the doors to be open. For people, I can tell you this right here and now. You probably don't read a lot of fan fiction, and I know some of our audience members knows what that is. Fan fiction is fucking dope because you know what it does? It takes an already established world, and some people take the same thing, and we all see it differently. We all have different glasses and prescriptions and viewpoints and perspectives, and we look at it and say, "Well, why is this this way?" Think about it. another another one that we could uh, that I could bring to your attention. DuckTales. They brought DuckTales back and they got a whole new cast of it. But that fucking show is dope. I'm like, it I, is I, still. I, I, I'll admit that I like it, but I feel like, yeah, I still like it. I still, I still like the original. Look better. at it for what it is. Look at it for what they were trying to do. And on top of it, they answered questions that the, the first one never even went to because it took somebody else years later to say, where's Huey doing Louie's mom? I mean, you were, think, they, you were thinking that in the old ones. I was but, not sitting but, there but as a little just, kid thinking about just, that. But you just went on. You yeah, just exactly. Went, you, you just, just went moved on. on. So somebody said, nah, we can't move on. We're going to retell a story, and we're going to go down that road. Speaking, of, uh, speaking of things that connect, when well, once we get more clarification on what role Paul Rudd is playing, mm-hmm. going back to Ghostbusters, it... I had a funny parody idea of connecting uh, Ghostbusters to Clueless. <laughs> you know, at the end of Clueless, you know, Josh, what's his last name? Josh Baskins, mm-hmm. what's Paul Rudd's name? What if it was his character from Clueless, and this is years later with him and Alicia Silverstone, and this is his new job. This is what he decides to do. You go off and become, be a go- become, a, become a Ghostbuster. Or even you can even take him from, uh, what was his name in uh, Anchorman? Oh God, I don't even remember that. I would fail miserably <laughs> on a, if we were on a trivia show right now. But it, I, all I remember is the uh, his his cologne. Do you remember the name of the cologne that he offered? I don't even remember that. It this was called Sex Panther. Oh God, <laughs> that was an amazing. And it smelled Panther. so terrible. It was like it was. Bl- oh, his name was Brian Fantana. Brian Fantana. <laughs> if Brian Fantana uh, later on lost his job after the TV show uh, fired him and became a Ghostbuster, that would be pretty I cool. only remember Veronica Corn- Cornstone. Veronica oh, Corningstone. Corningstone. <laughs> well, what did I say? Yes. Uh, we're happy for Paul Rudd and his casting. Um, and we, I, again, personally, Ronnie, you've, you've heard Ronnie's opinion on reboots. You've heard my opinion on reboots. If you guys have your own opinion on it, definitely hit us up online, uh, through any of our social media channels. Shoot Ron- us an email, RonnieMarkell at gmail.com. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, and ladies, I told you before I'm taken, you can't fill our email box with all these messages about midnight, midnight rendezvous and all these dates. I can't do it. I'm sorry. You know, I, I checked that same mail, and there's no messages that come oh, out. Oh, you didn't see it anyway? No, I think, oh, do you they do think it? they were in the spam box, but I deleted them. Oh, the spam box yeah, on I think, Instagram. I think Is that they, right? No, 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 in our email. On oh, email? I, thought, I, thought, I think, yeah. I, oh. cl- I, cleared, I cleared it out, though. It was like, oh, it was like okay. a thousand emails. Oh, you, you, I, cleared, you cleared the cookies out? Yeah, I cleared, yeah I cleared it out. Oh, okay, cool. All right. Yeah. Moving right along, then. <laughs> um, with that said, I, we, in other movie news, what do you have, sir? We were talking about the little, the Little Mermaid. The Little Mermaid. 
the Little Mermaid has uh, this. Actually, that's going to be a part of our our uh, cast this segment. So we're going to come right back to that. Uh, what I'd like to do is I want to share with you guys uh, a, just a little bit of an experience that a little story. A little story. <laughs> <laughs> that's the little, that's the, the sound effect music from sound, uh, Saved by the Bell. If you're not aware, um, we will. And for legal purposes, it, no, it's not. No, oh, for, <laughs> yes, for legal purposes, uh, no, it's it's actually our own <laughs> flashback music. Uh, I was fortunate, along with uh, my nieces. Yeah, and, go ahead, tell the story. Uh, uh, <laughs> it's such Ronnie, an awesome story. Ronnie was working his uh, day job. Uh, I was over in New York with uh, my uh, my good buddy, my best friend, uh, the queen of the universe, and uh, her kids, uh, my nieces. And we were there to meet one, none other than Mr. Tom Holland himself, Spider-Man. Talking about Tom, Spider-Man? That's Spider-Man. The new Spider-Man. Peter Parker? Little boy from Queens. That's oh, my God. We went down to... We didn't go to Queens. We went to Manhattan to meet him at the uh, Colbert Show. And he was such a delight to meet. Uh, unfortunately, there was an incident that occurred, which actually turned into our favor. Um, so to tell the story on here correctly, uh, we were outside, outside of the studio. They have like a barricade where fans can go to meet their favorite celebrities right outside of the studio. So we waited for him to come. He arrived super early and he showed up and there were tons of fans there. Uh, he came over to me. I was the first person there cause I'm a nerd and I had on my Spider-Man mask and I had my Spider-Man hoodie on and he was, you know, we met, we talked, it was really great. Uh, he moved on to take a picture with my uh, my best friend, and then he went to go take a picture with my niece, and that's when all hell broke loose, uh, because uh, because what, he left. What? No, no, <laughs> no, no, no. I'm, just, no I'm just kidding. Uh, okay. What we now know in in the day and age, which you guys may not be aware of, in that uh, world of of, of fans uh, being outside, amongst the fans are these little pieces of shit, uh, which I'd like to call graphers. Um, Wait, no, you got to say it correctly. Graphers. They're like vampires. So to give you, we've talked about graphers before on our show, but just for anyone who might be hearing this for the first time, graphers are these um, scum of the earth people who were once fans. Well, uh, well, let's not say all of them. Let's say about, I'm going to say 10%. Uh, might ten uh, percent out of a hundred might actually be so ninety percent of these scum <laughs> yeah ninety percent are of them. basically chasing whenever a celebrity is doing a press tour they're chasing them around from airports to coffee shops to hotels but not to for bar but, vitzfus, but not for pictures not just for pictures not for pictures no, really at all not at all they're looking to get one of their dozens of pictures that they've printed out from Walgreens or Costco. Uh, to get signed so that they can flip it on all of the different online places like eBay. So we also call them, if you don't call them graphers, you may hear the term uh, eBayers. Those people who are out there trying to get that. Now, uh, going back to us as as fans, uh, we're out there, we're trying to get pictures, trying to get some of our memorabilia signed for ourselves. That that we genuinely keep. That we genuinely keep and sit it at home and stare at it and love it. And my uh, one of my one of my nieces is a huge Tom Holland fan. She loved the first movie. Wanted to meet the guy. This was her moment. And her moment was actually destroyed by one of these pieces of shit. I'm gonna call it that again. These pieces of shit graphers, who literally slammed their board right over her head. Poster board. Poster board right over their head with a picture of Spider Man yelling at Tom Holland. Tom, 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 sign right here. Now, so a total disregard for a kid. A total basically. disregard for a kid, or any not that it was thing. any different if it was an adult, but for total a kid. disregard for a small kid. And basically, what Tom Holland did, which I don't think I've ever seen any celebrity do, is 
flip the board up, like away from the kid, like fucking Spider-Man himself, flip the board up, and he says, yo, bro, that's a kid, like, what are you doing? And like, yelled at the guy, and the guy like, I'm sorry, and then pulled the board back, and Tom Holland commenced to go to my niece Wait, and I say, gotta hey, ask, are you okay? I gotta ask, after that happened, did he literally still try to get yes, the board signed? Yes, he did! <laughs> this piece of shit, that's why I keep calling this turd that was floating down the, this turd blowing in the wind, like Venom says. Uh, he literally continued to go down because the barricade's pretty big. And Tom Holland's walking down, meeting more and more fans that are at the front of the barricade. This piece of garbage is still trying to put the board over oh, people's Oh, so he head, was still running. Still going Holy down crap. the line. And Tom is literally just like, yo, bro, like, give like, it up. Ignoring like, I'm not him doing it. No, he's talking to him. He's literally like, bro, give it up. I'm not, not signing your shit. And literally, he stopped signing people's boards that were, like, in the back. Because... Most of these celebrities are realizing there's a difference between me standing there with my Spider-Man mask that I'm wearing and it doesn't have a tag on it because I just bought it like five minutes ago and some shit that literally looks like I bought this and has been sitting at my home at my home versus some dude with a cardboard piece of paper, some blue painters that tape. That has like 20 pictures and has of like you. 20 pictures. Like, yo, <laughs> sign this one, sign this one, sign this one. Sign my mama, sign, sign my cat. Like, all of that craziness. And... Afterwards, like, after he continued to do it, I literally was watching this Tom Holland the whole time just tell this guy off, like, continuously, like, yo, man, I'm not signing anything for you. He's signing little things like pops, and that was it. He, like, took pictures, and he continued to go inside the studio. Now, I, unbeknownst to me, um, I didn't realize that she didn't get anything. Like, because once he was talking to her and he moved on, I thought maybe, like, okay, maybe he just got the picture. So... I came back over there, and my, you know, my best friend is standing with her daughter, and she's like, oh, my gosh, she didn't get anything. Like, you know, it was oh, so wow. sad. And, like, she was my, – my niece didn't react to it in, like, a really sad way, but she just kind of, like, was just speechless. Like, she didn't know what to say. So she just like, oh, I'm so uh, – it's okay. We could just go home. Like, I don't even want to be out here anymore. And we're just like, oh, man. I was like, no. Nah. I said, you know what? Stay. Just stay because, like, you know, he'll come back out to the studio and he'll probably sign again later, which he did, thankfully, because he's an awesome dude. Came back out and signed later. But this is where things get very, very special. But wait, there's more. But there's more. We, like, or, or I'll take a moment from Apple. We have one more thing. <laughs> fucking uh, Tim Cook. Oh, we got one more thing. But anyway, um, some people come outside from... Uh, Stephen Colbert, and they're pointing in the in t- towards our direction. Now I'm thinking to myself, "Oh shit, what did I do?" Immediately, <laughs> I'm like, "Oh, what did I? Uh, what did now, I?" Now was that because you're a black male? I don't know. I wasn't <laughs> no, sure. I'm just I was like, I'm just, like, "What just did I do?" Him, just so here it is. Um, they come over, and it's like you see security, and you see they're like, "Hey guys, come around the barricade." It's like, okay, so we're literally walking. I'm like, I'm already dialed into what's about to happen. I'm like, I pulled out my phone. I immediately turned to record, and I'm like, telling telling uh, Queen of the Universe the whole time, oh, my God, this is fucking happening. This is happening. So we walk into the studio. We go to the left, and right there in the green room, right behind the door, we, like my nieces and everybody walk first, and you hear his voice. Hey, guys. And it's just like, what the fuck? I literally, in the, in, in the Instagram video that you posted, I literally heard you when you turn, uh, like when you're about to turn in the doorway, I literally hear you in the video going, "Holy crap!" Like yes! a nerd, like you a nerd hear moment. The nerd me immediately coming out. Like he's like, "Hey guys, so sorry about that." And like that fucking guy, like you know, he's a, he was a. You can check this video out. It went viral online. It was it was amazing because like a ton of fans uh, from Tom Holland, like he is a 
a hell of a lot of fans reached out to us, gave us condolences, and unfortunately there was another incident that occurred afterwards that wasn't with us, but with another young lady who actually wound up making Inside Edition, which is like she made the news, because some of these bastards who didn't get him in the beginning pushed her up against a guardrail and like was literally like had their like arm over her and he's literally like down there trying to save her so there's video of that online as well uh but we went inside we met tom holland we took pictures with him he signed stuff for us he you know invited us to the show it was just an amazing experience and kudos to him we also got a chance to go to the premiere so we have already seen Spider-Man uh, Far we From Home. We have seen the movie. We've seen the movie. Well, I did get to do that part. I didn't get to meet Tom Holland. Yeah, but we I, invited but, him but I did know, get for charity to go to the, purposes. I did, you know. <laughs> I did get to go to the premiere, though, which is awesome. So jumping right into that, um, we saw Spider-Man Far From Home, guys. It's As we speak to you right now, uh, you guys are listening to this. This drops on Monday. We're recording this right now on I'ma just uh, Saturday. I'm going to just say this. The trailer does this film no justice. Nope. No justice at all. First and foremost, I will also say, as you guys already know, um, there are going to be some spoilers that are in here, so sorry. We're going to do a much deep dive into it because we're nerds and there's so much in this movie to deep dive into. I will try my best to give you a spoiler free, but I'm going to go ahead and give you a warning right now. There may be a spoiler or two that may slip. So I'm going to go ahead and say not once the big, again. Not the big ones, though. You don't want to do the big ones? Can't do the big ones. <laughs> okay. So here's what I'll do. We'll make it very, very The simple. killer is Uncle Ben. No! <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Okay. <laughs> we'll do it just like we did before. So we're going to do a deep dive on this with the Queen of the Universe and part-time Eric coming up in a later episode. Um, so what we'll do is we're going to give our top five moments from this movie that we enjoyed about this particular one. So this is Ronnie and Markel's top five moments from Spider-Man top Far From Home. So, you want to go first? <laughs> I don't know how that... <clears throat> no, you don't have to do it now. This is... I'm saying top five, but I don't necessarily mean you have to go, this is the number one thing, but more along the lines of five moments in the movie that were, like, amazing to you. Uh, number one is a giant spoiler. <laughs> I can't... I can't... Okay, I'll just say it like this. Do you want to do... I can't... I can't say fully what it is, okay. but it has to do with, uh, with Jake Gyllenhaal. And, okay, I will and- say that that's one of mine <laughs> as well, so... We are sharing number five, where the twist in the movie that happens, um, which you'll love, twist, and it's twist. done perfectly, spectacularly, brilliantly. It's uh, done very well. Number four. What's uh, number four for you, sir? Number four. Number four would probably just be the normal hijinks of. There's a scene. Well, I guess I could talk. Well, no, no, I don't want to ruin that either. But come on, I'll talk about it a little bit. There's a scene that takes place on uh, on an airplane, mm-hmm. and it's basically uh, Peter is trying to make it so that he can sit next to MJ. Uh, and it winds up, and it winds up even starting out. It winds up worse than he, it even started by the end of it. That's that's another pr- pretty awesome scene. I will say that my number four is similar to yours, um, in which in this movie, uh, if you're not aware, uh, I'll go ahead and say spoilers. Uh, MJ, you know, is at that point where you know, obviously she she likes uh, Peter Parker, and now Peter Parker is noticing that she likes him, and is actually. Taking sort of still one of those old 90s style maybe Disney movies with the like I have this perfect plan that I want to do with the girl and tell her my feelings 
which is just still so nostalgic and still so great to have in this movie. At its core, it's a Spider-Man movie, but it's also it's a young still, man trying it, to share his feelings with the girl to he me, likes. This movie was like a combination of Spider-Man comics, mm-hmm. a John Hughes movie, mm-hmm. and Euro Trip. Which one? What? Which one? Which uh, John Hughes movie? Uh, oh, well, there's too many to even name. I just mean it. It just has like the still has the, a John it still Hughes has vibe. a feel of a John Hughes vibe movie. Okay, all right. Uh, so that was number four for both of us. We both shared that again, uh, which is the the I my number four was the relationship uh, that was played out with Mary Jane and Peter Parker in this movie is done spectacularly. And it's new age, and it's millennial, and it's not the old Kristen Dunst and Tobey Maguire. Shout out to them. Oh, no, no, or no. the Andrew Garfield and uh, what's her name? Gwen Stacy. Uh, oh, Bryce Dallas Howard. No, not from not from that one. I'm talking about. Oh, Emma, you're talking Andrew about Emma, Emma Thompson. Emma Thompson. Thank you. I mean Emma Stone. Emma Stone. Emma Stone. Um, but yeah. yeah, I didn't even realize back then. By the way, that was uh, the Dallas Howard chick. Yeah. I'm like, holy crap! Bryce she, Dallas Howard. She was Jurassic Park Gwen Stacy. Your number three, sir? Number three. I feel like most of mine are like just other moments that when he's not Spider-Man. Uh, what is it? The other? Oh, the other moment that is just an awkward, funny moment is uh, when he kind of suspects that Happy Hogan is, is dating his aunt. <laughs> <laughs> That's another hilarious moment. Uh, I will say for me... I'm surprised you haven't said this yet. Remember, there's no order to this, but I'm going to throw it out there right now. When you get a chance to see... When you get a chance to see Mysterio in action... This is not a a spoiler at all. But when you get a chance to see Mysterio in action with Spider-Man... Close close the gate. This is called Disney movie magic at its finest. When you see that... I will say that right here now, I will say that that's there, that scene in its entirety rivals with the Darth Vader scene from Rogue One. That little, it's a wait, small... Wait, no, you're talking about, oh wait, that, you're talking about the, the the scene with the cemetery and all that? Everything. Oh yeah, okay. Yes. Yeah, I would definitely It rivals with that. that scene because it's just visually astonishing. It's amazing. That's my number three. What what is that? Is uh, yeah, I, was, I totally uh, forgot about that. What was your number three? My your, number my number three was Aunt May and, and Aunt Happy, May and Happy, Happy Hogan. Hogan. So what's your number two? What is my number two? I think my number two would have to be, uh, yeah, it's so much. I'm I'm trying to talk about so much. You don't have to talk I'll, around it. If there's something in there <laughs> that you want to to say, I don't want to spoil too much, but. What is another moment that I really, truly enjoy? Can I say mine's while you think about yours? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. I go will say it. that you are... my One of my favorite scenes is the first after credit scene. Oh, wait. Now, now I remember. I, I, I no, literally that's my number remember. two. You can go to your number two. Literally, I, I, what am I... How am I forgetting this? Literally, the one of the first moments where I sat there and I felt like I was 10 years old again is the fucking opening sequence. When uh, Fury and... And uh, Marie Hill, when they come and they they come to what is it? What are they in? Uh, are they in like? Are they in Greece? Where are they in the beginning? Oh, when they're looking for the tornado. I forget. Club. I forget where they are. But they come and everything's kind of destroyed yes. or whatever. And then Mysterio shows up and he's like, "You might want to stand back. You don't want any parts of this." And then he like hits his stuff mm-hmm. and it's like really loud and stuff. And then the the little Marvel logo starts going. 
Uh, they, they had me. He had me a hello with that. I'm like, they they brought yet another. I, let me just say this one thing about Jake Gyllenhaal in this movie. By the time you walk out of this theater, you are going to love this You're villain. You're going to love him. Yes. Uh, wow, spoilers there. You just said he was a villain. Oh. Okay, <laughs> I told you. That's why I said it. A disclaimer okay. already. You are going to love this guy. Oh, don't give Grab me that. Him. You are going to love this I'm guy. I'm not cutting that out. That's just going to be in there. So my number one for this is... Um, my number one for this is going to be... Uh, this The... Let's see. Damn it! I can't really. I can't really. So I already said the after credit scene. The first one is amazing. There is a second one, so please stay after the credits completely. Oh yeah, there's two. Uh, there's two. I have my number one. If you still need to think of one. Yeah, go. For I your mean, one I first. still have like a ton more we can do when we do Queen of the Universe and Part Time Eric. But literally another scene that I thought was pretty awesome. Uh, it takes place on the plane where uh, where Happy picks up Peter. And they're putting together a new Spider-Man suit, and then he's standing there. And I thought, I thought that, that was, beautiful scene, I thought that sir. was one of the first times. Uh, thinking like we talk about with Batman, where they don't really show like the technical side and all that stuff of him being a detective. I thought that that was one of the first times in a Spider-Man movie in a in a while or even period that they actually like showed like his intellect. Shit, like, cause you know he was putting the stuff together, and he was telling the machine what to put and what frequency and all that. And I was like, huh, like that's the first time that that element from the comics kind of came into the movies for me. I'm gonna challenge you on that and say, um, I believe that. Oh wait, uh, I, I think they did it a little bit with Andrew Garfield. They did it with Tobey Maguire too, with the whole scene with him and with him and with the Doc with Doc Ock. Yeah, the whole thing. Like he's smart throughout the whole thing. They never. But uh, go but past not like this. I don't know. I thought I just thought that moment was pretty. I, I just pretty what you dope. mean. That that was a beautiful moment in watching him basically be little baby Iron Man in that scene. That was a beautiful sequence because you can see Happy Hogan literally almost tearing. But that up was another great thing about the movie. I think the movie, uh, in a nutshell, they kept emphasizing that, especially in the beginning. The next Iron Man. The next Iron Man. I think the whole Disney message was that you're not Iron Man. You're Spider Man. Be yourself. Be yeah. like I think that was the overall emphasis they were trying to say. I would say yes. This this movie ties in very well. My number one is similar to yours in that it has the same context of showing him being really smart, but it was actually a smaller part where he's going around and he's trying to figure out how to do something and he's literally going from like stuff on the street. He went and grabbed like a seatbelt out of a car and did some like MacGyver stuff to come up with something to defeat the villain. And that for me again oh, yeah, is something. Yeah. Oh that, yeah, yeah, I remember that scene. Yeah, that's a that's an element that I say if anyone from DC sees this movie, and they're and Matt Reeves, you're making a new Batman movie. I need to see Batman actually be fucking smart and sit there at his computer and come up with stuff in the lab. That's my hope for this. Again, yeah, I'm that's what this I was, moment to, Yeah, that's what I mean. Cause like uh, I thought that part of Peter Parker was cool that they were showing more of that. They were showing you like he's a strategist too that knows how to you know throw some shit together that could help him out in a in a dangerous situation or whatever. Well, to me, that is something that I feel like is again why I feel like this Spider-Man is so fresh because it actually takes advantage of a kid. From Queens with these powers from 2019 or from the other movie like 2017. It's taking advantage of the times 
where yes this kid basically let if we want to call it what it is this whole movie is basically just a combination of Tobey Maguire's one and two where Tony Stark's basically is now being the Uncle Ben he is riddled by like he's like it's bothering him it's something that really gets to him he yeah, misses true. him it also has some actually some elements of Iron Man 3 because if you remember in Iron Man, remember mm-hmm. Iron Man three. This is, I guess, great writing on Marvel's part. Yeah. In Iron Man three, Tony was kind of still having flashbacks and thinking about what they went through in the first Avengers movie. He was trying to get over that PTSD, while yeah. dealing with other stuff. So Peter in this one is kind of going through the same thing. He's trying to grieve and think about that but then at the same time he kind of doesn't want to be spider-man right now he wants to act and that that's the biggest other uh, important message i feel like in this movie too is he just wants to be a teenager he literally this movie like all the that this was this and i feel like why do i keep connected back to child's play this is what was missing from child's play which is in this movie Peter wants nothing more but to go on this trip and be with his friends and tell the girl he likes that he that he likes that is her cool. That's and, what this and, movie and, is. Yes. and hopes that she likes him too. That's what he wants to happen. But as fate would have it, all this other shit comes with him that he doesn't want. But great power, great responsibility, he has to deal with it. Nick Fury is in this movie and he does a wonderful job. Oh my God, I'm so sorry. I'm gonna say an honorable mention. I, I'm, I'm gonna say an honorable Bitch, mention. Please, you've been to space. Not nah, well. No, you can, <laughs> it is the Samuel Jackson moment, but I'll go ahead and say it to you. You'll see. You'll understand it when I when I when you see the movie. You know that's some bullshit, right? Like there is a <laughs> moment in the movie where Samuel Jackson literally looks at the camera, but he's looking at Maria Hill, and he's like, "You know that's some bullshit, right?" Like I'm like, "Wow, they actually let him say like." Bitch, you've been to space. That's some bullshit. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. they are slowly but surely bringing the real Samuel Jackson into the Dick Fury character. So well, the, I the really like I guess the other that. thing I could talk about about Spider-Man Far From Home that was cool was they also gave the other character. Like, you know, it's kind of an evolution to put Spider-Man back on track and yeah. stuff like that. But they also gave the other character stuff to do, too, because... And I and I single out Flash Thompson out of everybody because he basically becomes like a vlogger. Yeah, in, the, in this online. one again, it's it's new age. In this yeah, one. so he's, he's like walking around like, "Hey guys, we're here in Venice." Instead like, of being a star quarterback, he's a star Instagram star, yeah, YouTube star. So that was kind of funny to see. Which and they even used in the storytelling. They yeah. used that element. Um, I think that yeah, for the future of this these series, when you see that after credit scene, you will see where this the goes. first one you're gonna you're gonna be like, "Holy shit! Holy shit!" There's two, Holy and it's shit. crazy. I, this is the first time I think I'll have to look into this deeper, but I think this is the first time we get t- not one but two holy shits in one after. Oh, in one and one like in, in one the same movie, scene. right? We normally no, get. No, no, I mean like in we, one we, sequence. We, we kind of normally get one holy shit and one really funny. But even you get the, two holy like, shits and a funny. Yeah, the second one has funny, but it's still holy shit. Yeah, it's almost like you see you see that. Now, my only thing that um, I'll say that I'll save that for I was going to say there's something about Mary um, Aunt May that I had a question about, but I'll wait until our deep dives are to go into that. Besides so, Marissa Tomei being someone else who doesn't age like Paul Rudd and great. still being like, extremely hot. How old is she? I don't you, know. You need I to should Google look that. that up. But for sure, uh, what is your score for this lovely movie? For uh, this on a scale movie? of one to ten, I would definitely give this movie a strong nine. 
A very strong nine. So very strong nine. I will go ahead and say I'll give it about a uh, nine, 9.5. Because I feel like, for me, when it comes down to these kind of movies, um, I'm in the back for the shit, so they already got my money. But um, at the same time, something that makes a great movie for me, I don't care you know who it is, especially when it's a comic book-based movie, when I can look at the movie and I can enjoy the visuals, the spectacle of what's happening on screen, his fights with the with the with Molten Man, with Hydra Man, with with oh Mysterio. wait, and I'm forgetting about one of the biggest things that they continue forward that are probably going to be in future Marvel movies too. That's awesome. They're still showing you the fallout from the finger snap. They're still showing oh, yes, you like forgot, that people yes. people have come back. And people who didn't get snapped are five years older. So, like, you know, like, people came back and their little brothers are older than them. Or, you know, like, mature, mature-wise. And like, uh... Little bit of spoilers. In this movie, they explain right away in the beginning that um, in, this ser- in this particular movie, they call it the blip, which is basically uh, the finger snap. And the fact that these people literally just disappeared from existence, but life went on. And basically, once they snap back to the exact same place that they were, uh, which is kind of funny when you think about all the other characters. Um, when you look back at Endgame, you look at that last sequence, it does make sense. When you look at all the portals of where everybody's coming from, they're literally coming from where they died from. Yeah. So like, Also, also I'm thinking about Paul Rudd's, uh, a.k.a. Ant-Man, his daughter. Remember, he came back and his daughter was like way older. And he was like, oh, he took a moment like, oh, like, what the Which hell? Kinda, you know what? I didn't even think about it until you just said it. That kind of gave you an instance that this that's a rule is that time goes on yeah, for so, that person but, even so though you're going, gone. going into the elementals and all and whatever other Marvel has up their sleeve for us in the future I feel like we're going to keep seeing the aftermath of what the finger snap did to other people I think but that that's going to they're going to keep that going that is going to be huge because I think the finger snap also is going to be um, we keep thinking about the finger snap on a on a earth level but we also have to remember that on a multiverse level on a galactic level yeah, it happened level, in it space happened and everywhere several different places so, uh, Marissa Tomei is 54, by the way. She's 54 and looks 30. Yeah, that's, <laughs> I don't know what she does, but kudos to her for whatever it's, it's, it's called now. money. Is that what the, that's <laughs> no, what Chris Rock calls no. it? No. Uh, but yes, that is our uh, Spider Man review and Tom Holland experience all rolled up into one. Uh, big shout out to Tom Holland for what you did, man. For one, no celebrity that we've ever met. We've met a bunch of celebrities in, in the work that we do and talking to. I, I wasn't. Like e- that. I wasn't even there, but I feel like that one will p- probably rivals the Kevin Smith one a little bit, where we we went there and we dressed as all oh, Kevin yeah, Smith, yeah. the Guinness, because I swear I almost peed on myself when this man stood on the stage and told us you're gonna come down there and take selfies with all you guys, every single person, every single person, and also served us donuts uh, yeah, while we all stand about in line. How many of us there were there because like what was it the record there was like 300 or 400 people there it was ridiculous. so that was so yeah so that was pretty cool i wish i could have uh instant transmission like goku and been there and <laughs> i would have appeared in colbert's uh dressing like hey guys you're like whoa where, where the hell did this guy come from <laughs> like uh hey well i do believe that there is definitely um you know uh I, whatever movie this guy does now he has me as a fan for life so I'm very happy that uh, he gave us that, that experience. And again, he really didn't have to do that. So shout out to Tom Holland and the entire cast of that damn movie because 
they they did the damn thing. They did the damn thing. They did the Lord's work. So go out and see Spider Man. We know you're going to. Here's, look, here's my quick pitch for Spider Man Far From Home. Go see the movie. It's a balanced breakfast. It's a balanced breakfast <laughs> over there is what you're gonna get. Um, one little uh, deviation from Spider Man. We're gonna jump into a Disney, another Disney area, and it's a little thing we're gonna try to keep going for a little while, which is kind of a holy shit moment of the week, uh, which is something that we found out in the news. Uh, it's like a little small snippet, but I just thought it was so hilarious. Um, the Carrie Fisher, uh, you may know her. Uh, oh yeah, you said you were gonna she, tell me about this. Yeah, she. So actually, do enlighten. Me. I will enlighten you, good sir. So the good Carrie Fisher, who is you know no longer with us, uh, Carrie Fisher has this really long. She has a hugging sequence in the new Rise of the Skywalker trailer, uh, and Ridley um, Daisy Ridley recently just posted um, what was said to her during that interaction in the movie. And I think it was freaking hilarious when she actually mentioned it to us. So, um, wait, let me try to guess before you say it. She said, "You got any gum?" No, I'll give you. I'll give you three guesses. All right, you said. Uh, all right, the first one. Do you have any gum? I got to go to the bathroom. Nope. You got two dollars I could borrow. Is that your real answer? <laughs> yep, that's my real answer. Jesus. Uh, no, sorry, sir. You lose the game. Am I even close? You're not even close. Okay. Uh, what she actually said is, this is one long ass hug. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> and she just like, she said, she said, she literally said that to her and it took with everything within her to not break character and start laughing because this is supposed oh, to be a Oh, she said very, that when they were filming. When they were filming, she's oh. like hugging her. And of course, like in the camera world, there's some guy with a big ass rig, like moving around moving you, around. trying to get all of these different angles and stuff like that. And, you know, there's none of that magic movie stuff that we hear in the trailers or in there. None of that's happening at that time. But literally, yes, she said that she did, uh, uh, what's her name, uh, uh, what's her name, Ridley, Ridley, Daisy, Daisy Ridley. Ridley, sorry, Daisy Ridley, Daisy, Daisy Ridley. Ridley, she literally said that, she, she told her in the air, wow, this is one long ass hug, that's hilarious, or, I'm sorry, the actual words is, this is one long, this is one fucking long hug, like, it is literally, I'm like, wow, that is, she's, uh, She's an inst- but that you it's something that if you know Carrie Fisher and the way that she uh, does things like you know she's not necessarily somebody who is shy in any way. Uh, the exact words that um, really Davis said was, she actually whispered to me, "This is a fucking long hug." <laughs> I was trying to do my acting. Oh my god, Carrie, that wasn't any discussion uh, about what we were doing it was no discussion about like wow we're doing such a great thing star wars is great she's like this is one long fucking hug. <laughs> so that's a holy shit moment you know um again prayers go out to the family carrie fisher and we can't wait to see uh her last uh last cinematic off. experience on uh screen in uh star wars, star wars episode rise, rise of the skywalker I'm curious, curious to know why they called it rise of the skywalker if it's the last in this trilogy well, you know what Disney wants you to do? Go and see it. Go and see it. <laughs> you got to pay that money. Got to yeah. pay the freight. So, I can do. I can dig it. Uh, that takes us a little. Slides us over to our comic book recommendations of the week. Comic book recommendations. Okay, so you want to give your. <laughs> we really do need a sound. <laughs> we definitely need that. Uh, you you want to do your recommendation of the All week, right, sir? So what for mine, I, I guess. Bling, 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 I'm t- I've t- taken it back to the past for a second. 
my recommendation for the week is a image comic series called Paper Girls. Paper Girls. Paper Girls. Oh wait, wait, paper like, girls, like Paper, paper girls, girls. Gotta get, get the, the paper, paper girls. girls. Oh, not exactly the same thing. It's but, a rap uh, song, right? Uh, this book is written by Brian K. Vaughn uh, with art by Cliff Chang. Uh, never met Brian K. Vaughn, but we'll meet him in August. Woo! Um, the last issue of Paper Girls comes Wait, you out. you Cliff Chang? No, I never met Brian K. Vaughn. Oh, you never met Brian K. Vaughn. But uh, let me give you a little quick synopsis, synopsis for you. So Paper Girl follows the story of four 12-year-old newspaper delivery girls. Ah, there you go. Delivery girls. I know you guys probably thought they were drug dealers, but they're not. So the story follows. that paper. <laughs> yeah. So the story follows four 12-year-old newspaper delivery girls, uh, Aaron, Mackenzie, KJ, and Tiffany. Set in Stony Stream, a fictional suburb of Cleveland, Ohio, while out delivering papers on the morning after Halloween, the town is struck by an invasion from a mysterious force from the future. The girls become unwillingly caught up in the conflict between two warring factions of time travelers. So this movie, uh, movie, this comic book deals with time travel. Mm. It's a combination of like, uh, once you read the first issue, you realize this book is kind of a combination of like Stand By Me. Stand By Me meets Stranger Things, I'm going to say. Just because that's new and that's what's out right now. So it's a great recommendation, great book. Uh, I can't wait to meet Brian K. Vaughn. And uh, yeah, that's a dope. And book. why are you meeting Brian K. Vaughn, sir? So I can get the last issue signed. The and la- possibly the first issue, if yeah, I can get my hands issue. on it. No, I don't have it. I, have it I might actually pay that $100 and get it signed. Oh, you mean, uh, wait, pay $100 to get it signed? Oh, no, wait, not Paper Girls. I, uh, sorry, I meant Saga. That's. Uh, he did another great book, Brian K. Vaughan, called Saga. And issue one uh, retails for about 100 bucks. If so you I can thought, find it. I, so I thought I might actually shell out 100 bucks if I have the money to get it signed. Because Brian K. Vaughan is another guy like Robert Kirkman who doesn't do very many uh, comic signings. I agree, sir. I would definitely, it would be well worth the money to add to your collection for sure. Because it will grow in value uh, Saga has not been picked up yet for any uh, new, no, not any yet. live action but thing. But it definitely but could be a television show or a movie. Absolutely. Easily. Easily. I would say more so the television show, just because it's, it's a long, episodic Especially adventure. with things like Stranger Things existing. Like, yeah, Paper Girls could def- easily be like a sh- the next yeah. Stranger Things. Yeah. Definitely. Well, thank you for your comic book recommendation of the week, sir. My comic book recommendation of this week is actually going to be something a little different. Uh, it's actually Yusaki Ujimbo number one by IDW. Yusaki Ujimbo so, now is that like an appetizer? No, it's a guy that that's a samurai ap- bunny. Oh, that's a samurai bunny. Oh, if okay. anyone doesn't know oh, Yusaki Ujimbo, uh, it is definitely a uh, character who appeared within the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle series and has branched off to have a beautiful uh, run of not only artwork but great story uh, by the man Stan Sakai. Uh, the man stand. The man stand. Another amazing stand that has done uh, great work and just beautiful artwork uh, for Yusaki Ujimbo. Uh One thing I do really like about this number one and them starting over is that they don't spend a lot of time going into the backstory of Yusaki Ujimbo, which is something that I know some char- some books when they start over with the character kind of from one one tale to another they'll spend a little bit of time in backstory and that might sometimes lose people because they go ah his backstory so, so this one's more like if you don't know the backstory look it up because we moving on correct there's enough there's more than dozens of volumes on Yusaki Ujimbo in terms of the books all done by Stan Zakai 
Um, and I will say that it is definitely worth the read. Uh, for sure, not only just this particular new number one, but it takes you into a new tale uh, with Yusaki Ujimbo. Any blood? Um, Wait, I do they have blood in his books? I don't think I've ever read one of his comics. There are before. some graphic uh, things that are there, but they're done in such a beautiful way that you'll be like, wow, that guy's head got chopped off so beautifully. Like, it's a it's a very well done book, and it's truly you know that Stan is an artist. We got a chance to meet him at uh, Terrificon uh, last year, so... Uh, Wait, I'm, still wait I met this guy and didn't even realize he it? He didn't even realize oh, it. Oh, wow. You actually mentioned it to him. It's like, wow, you know, I used to, you, what you said to him, I remember, is that you used to have the Yusaki Ujimbo toy. Ah, uh, man, that was one of my favorite action figures as a kid. One day, I have to find that again. Pretty sure I can find it on eBay for like $500. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if it's signed by him, maybe. But No, uh, I mean, just in general, because you're looking, for like, store, you're looking for like old classic like Ninja Turtle figures from when we were kids, people will be like, yeah, I got them right over here. They're $500 each. Or you can like, get lucky like many of collectors like myself who try to uh, locate that person that who just, one, doesn't know or doesn't give a shit about what they have. They're just trying they're just to get, trying rid, to get of rid of it. it. You can find some great toys that way. Gotcha. Uh, but that is my comic book recommendation of the week. Yusaki Ujimbo number one from IDW. So, so you want check so it out. pick up Yusaki Ujimbo and Paper Girls. I don't know yeah. if Paper Girls, you might be better off trying to get the trade because... The single issues might be harder to find, being that series started in 2015. Here's what I would recommend to you. Uh, yes, you're, you're absolutely right. If you can, if you have a good comic book brick-and-mortar store around you, wait until they have a nice sale if you want to get those single oh, issues yeah, yeah. and clean their asses out. <laughs> That's all and I if you are in series. the New Jersey, New York, Connecticut area, maybe you want to even show up at the Midtown Comic Signing that's going to happen uh, in August. Oh, yeah. It's I worth forget. It. I think it's like August 1st. You can check it out on Midtown Comics' Facebook Yeah, you can go to their website. Uh, So with that said, uh, before we go to our last segment, which is going to be the casting for live-action Little Mermaid, uh, we want to jump right into WWE Extreme Rules 2019 predictions. Uh, So this will be very quick because let's just face it, uh, tonight as we speak... I'm pretty extreme myself. Uh, said no one ever. <laughs> but uh, Feister Fest from AEW is actually happening right now as we speak, and we'll go back and check it out once we finish doing this show right now. Um, and we will offer uh, some uh, reviews of the show Feister on our uh, social media channel. Sounds so like check a that place out. where you can get like crabs and lobster. Feister Fest! Woo! Mm-hmm. It's going to get feisty in there. I'm fest. hungry. So, uh, Extreme Rules. We have ourselves some interesting matches already on the card. Uh, we'll talk. We'll, we'll, well, the first time ever, uh, we have a winner take all. We have the WWE Universal Champion Seth Rollins and his girlfriend Becky Lynch, who is the Raw Women's Champion. Who's his real girlfriend in real life? His real now. girlfriend in real life. And they are fighting against on July 14th. Uh, they're fighting against Baron Corbin and Lacey Evans. And winner take all because in this match, if any either Seth Rollins or Becky Lynch loses, they will lose their spouse's title as well. Wow. Who came um, up with that stipulation? Was they, that was that Baron and Lacey's idea? I don't remember that part. I don't remember exactly who came up with that idea, but yeah, that, that to me was uh, an interesting dynamic of the match, even though Let's just face I, it. I my never prediction get, for the match is I, that they both walk away with the titles, but I don't whatever. Th- I don't think so. I I definitely never get tired of hearing Lacey Evans' theme song. Who knew that her walking back and forth 
was going to pay off. pay off in her <laughs> being in the title picture for a long period of time, which kind of sucks because there are a bunch of people in the back that do deserve it way more than they do, but okay, whatever. Well, I mean, Lacey Evans spent a long time on the NXT roster, so maybe, <laughs> maybe, you, you never know. You got to look at the back end. Maybe on the back end of that, maybe for a long time, Lacey was like, so I'm going to the main roster? And they were like, not yet. And then, like, you know, that could have went on for, like, two, three years. Like, damn, am I ever going to get to the main roster? If basketball was designed this way, you're telling – NCAA and NXT is how I see those two in similarity with the WWE and NBA. So you're telling me you're going to come straight from being in the college sports for years and years, and then you just go straight to – the, the NBA Finals when you come in? Well, no, I'm just saying we don't see. That's the back end of what we don't know. We don't know how much dues she might have put in at NXT, and she may have been promised dues that, my ass. You know, over and over You're again. You're telling me you doing dues over in the in the minor leagues, and I'm uh, on the main uh, roster, it's, and it's I get looked over. Okay, think about it. It's literally just like take working somewhere like Starbucks, for instance. You could Let's say you were the cashier at Starbucks for four years, Four years later, you know the ins and out of everything. All right, cool. This is great. Can I get promoted? And imagine they said, all right, Markel, not yet. And you're like, I've been here four years. It's like, all right. But they bring in somebody who's been there two years, and now that person's a supervisor. And you're like, what the hell? But you don't say anything. You wait. And then another year goes by, and the same thing happens. It, it, it nah. could, it could from, be something like that. Example, you never know. What you're basically describing is there are people sitting in WWE that have been working at WWE for four years. Now, the lesser brand or affiliate sister organization, well, see, I, well, well, see, I don't look at it like that because think about it. It is. But it's not. Literally, it's where the, they give them time to tell stories. Literally, the entire roster in SmackDown and Raw currently, ninety percent of those people came from NXT. I know it's that's a development I'm, so system. That's, a, that's what I'm saying. So you can't look at it as it is a lesser. Uh, it's not a lesser because all these people are coming over and slowly because pushing. They needed, they needed to and, go through that they're, first. They're, they're coming and slowly pushing out all the people that we grew up watching. Listen. The people we grew up watching are barely on there anymore. I'm sorry, you can't you can't tell me, oh well, you know what? I'm gonna go to a job and I'm gonna train for however long. Let's say I go to a job and I gotta train for three months. I'm in training. I'm not on the same level as the people who are going to work every day that work there. I'm but, in training. We but don't how, work but, for the how, same but how do you know that? But that's what NXT is. No, that's what I'm saying. That. That. But that's what I'm saying. Not what do you e- think they're doing over there? They're not training. Ex- not exactly. That's what I'm saying. What, what but, else are okay, they doing? But how much training? Are, okay, let's say you're in NXT. All right, cool. I've been here seven years. How much training are you still doing if you know the ropes of everything? But you don't know the ropes it's of everything because like, you don't know WWE. You don't. You know. But it's NXT. still WWE. That's what it's I'm saying. That's, that's where. That's where you gotta put the two no. together. That's you, why you, you look at it. You when look, they come from you, NXT. You look at over here. You look they at get watered it down. As, Why? Because it's a different you, product. You, you look at it as a different product. But they're all under the same umbrella. We already of, know that. We all work for the same saying. Disney umbrella. It's, if it's Disney pay, or WWE. I'm pretty sure that the NXT paycheck says WWE. But you gotta understand what they are. But they're not. Preschool think, is I not think, elementary school. I think you're confusing the NXT with 205 Live. That's what I think you're confusing. Preschool, okay. Because when we if, go to if school. what you say is true, then we wouldn't have a roster because the roster on both shows is literally all the guys you wait the current the current Universal you know, Champion. 
The current, who's the current Universal Champion? Seth Rollins. You know where Seth Rollins came from? He came from NXT. Okay. The current SmackDown let, champion. Let, let me, Wait, the current SmackDown champion. Ba- Bailey, Ronnie, NXT. Ronnie. Becky Lynch, NXT. The whole roster is NXT. We all know that. We don't. We but don't, that's what I'm telling you. You're, all, you're you're looking at NXT and going ah ah. But these that's where these people are okay, coming from. Let me just explain. It is not the fact that I'm shooing them off. It is the training league. You cannot deny what they are. They're not. WWE. But to a but to a point it well it is WWE okay. but but to a point it's a training ground but you can only train but so much before you're ready. Okay. Otherwise, if that was if that wasn't true, we wouldn't have Finn Balor. We wouldn't have Seth Rollins. You know why? Because when they get to the point that Triple H and all the other execs feel like they're ready for the main roster, they bring him over. That, that's what I'm saying. We don't know, in, in terms of Lacey Evans, we don't know how long she's been paying dues in NXT. That. So that, that's what I'm but saying. You, you can only train but so long before, like, all right, I feel like you can be confident in yourself and say, like, all right, I've been doing this so, for four years. I feel that so I am ready for the main question. roster. Let me ask you this question. And listen, if you, the people who are already, let's, let's talk about the people who are already there who came into the system? Who came through the system? Who are already on the show? Who've been there and they're not getting the title opportunities? While somebody else who has been on the the other show that didn't cross over, they've been on that show for a long time. Not because they're great, but they've been on that show because they clearly don't have what it takes yet to be on the main roster. So you telling me if you if let's say you you talk about one one and Ronnie Ricochet right? But that's what but that's what I'm saying. But that's what I'm saying. We don't know the backstory. You're missing what I'm saying. Let me finish. We don't know the backstory on everything. You're 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 fuck the backstory. That doesn't. Yes, it does matter. Because what I'm saying to you is that you're not understanding what I'm saying. Let's put yourself an example. You and I were in NXT, right? We went to NXT. You came to me one day in the locker room and said, "Hey, hey, Markel." I'm going up to the main roster. I'm like, oh, man, congratulations. This is so dope. This is awesome. You go to the main roster. You go over to the main roster. You're doing some things. They have belief in you in certain things, and then things don't necessarily work out. So you're still a WWE, WWE main roster superstar because, yes, we all work for WWE, but a main roster superstar, the people who are on the poster for SummerSlams and WrestleManias and Survivor Series, you're on the main poster, not on the main poster of NXT TakeOver, I'm still in the development in NXT for seven more years. You're telling me that I deserve a title shot over you, who's been on the main roster more so than me. Than, than but that's me. what I'm saying. And you're like, oh well, he deserves. I deserve I don't a title shot the, because I I've been. But in. that's what I'm saying. I'm using. I'm, I'm taking a page out of what you say. I don't know the whole story. I don't know. I'm just I'm, telling you the story. I, obviously, something. I didn't have what it takes yet. No, I'm saying like obviously, you did. if Lacey Evans is currently there, obviously they felt like. All right, whatever she has, she has what they need at the time to put her in the, Correct. In the spotlight. The reality is, is that they really don't have the people on the main roster and that they're just pumping the system filled with NXT people. That's the reality that, of the situation. That's not true because they definitely have a lot more women. Women. Eagle, okay. they, they definitely have a lot more women Exit in NXT the, than, than on the main roster. Exit out the NXT roster from the main, the main roster. Who do they have on the main roster? Alexa Bliss. But she's also was NXT. Well, that's what I'm saying. That's so what I just said. I said. With, 
No, I'm saying that's what I, uh, NXT. They have a lot more. They have a lot more women over there. So you can't just say like, oh, they just picked one. Like you still gotta earn everything you do. I understand that you earn your place to go up there. But what I'm saying to you, and I'm asking you this, you're telling me that if I didn't make it when you made it to the main roster, that I deserve a universal title shot when I first arrive to the main roster, even though you've been there for five years and you haven't gotten that opportunity yet. Is it, is it fair that I'm getting the universal championship title um, uh, uh, fight? Or is it fair to that you should have got it because you've been there? Because you had the same debate a long time ago about people like Zack Ryder and Jinder Mahal and all these other people that's in the background well, that's what that I'm they're sa- not well, using. Well, that's what I'm saying. I took you guys lended your opinion of sometimes you got to know the whole story. I don't know all their stories, so t- that's I'm what I'm saying. saying that. I, I understand what you're saying, but I'm saying if there are people who got chosen to be a part of the main roster... You're but, but look, I, all right. This one point I did find on Lacey Evans. I didn't, and I didn't know this literally until okay. I just looked it up. I did not know that Lacey Evans was wrestling in the military. She came. Uh, it's kind of no, no, no brainer that she has a military background. She kind of looks not not that she looks manly. I mean, like Continue. she, but she she started wrestling in the military. The military had a small branch of wrestling there. She was wrestling there, and then she wrestled on the independence. So, uh, she got. More interested in that and wanted to do that more so than the army, so she left the army and pursued. So she's been um, wrestling since uh, what 2014. She's been wrestling since 2014. She caught the eye of somebody in 2015 and she got signed to WWE NXT, as it says. She got uh, to a to to a WWE contract uh, back in 2016. So that's what I'm saying. So all right, so 2016, April of 2016, she got signed to a WWE contract. So and, main and, and, and wait, and this is what I'm saying because I did not know about. I can honestly say that I did not know about Lacey Evans to, uh, to, until like last summer. I didn't know so, her until Royal Rumble. So she has been there longer, but that's what I'm saying. Like we don't know how long. Like, but thinking about what they do, learning the ins and out of the ropes. All right, so she's been in NXT for, for three years. So it's like it's only so many, uh, you know. Clotheslines and so shit you can do is, before again, you can say. This is with the current system that they have. When does people deserve titles, and when does WWE just decide that you have you have what it takes to be the champion? Because when I thought it was a sport in which there's competition, it is a, it is a and you sport. fight against people, it and then the think best about person it. goes and fights for the title. It is a sport. It's not a sport anymore. It's, it's a just sp- It's a sport, but you got to think about it from their end. It's still a job. You know, from their point of view, it's also still a it's a, a job that they go to. At, well, not it. every day, but, but what I'm saying is that when is it okay? So on, so on, on her end. All right, I've been in NXT three years. I've done everything you ask. I've run, I've run circles around uh, other people that whatever whatever. I yeah, and maybe and, and I say take the title title wait, 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 look, take gonna... the title off of the table. Maybe because like not everybody's always looking for a title shot. Maybe she just felt like. SmackDown or Raw, I think that I deserve a shot to be on the main show. Been here three years. You know, it's kind of like when you work at a job and you think you need a promotion. Maybe she wrote down a list. I've done this. I've done that. I've done that. I've flying circles. I think I did. And maybe somebody, she went to some ex- Triple H or someone's office and they said, you know what? Here's what I'll say. I think you're right. You're right in the sense that they, 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 the squeaky wheel gets the, the squeaky wheel gets the oil because if these other people who've been there for a while are not like 
saying anything about like I want to be in the main show. And then and then, then also they probably, and then they don't we, we both know from WWE it's also about opportunity. Now Ember Moon and a bunch of other people are currently injured. Nia Jax are injured. Oh yeah, that's what I said. No, so, we don't have anything all right. right now. All right, it's kind of like basketball. Okay. Now, now, all right, these guys are injured. We really need somebody to come in here. Who do we got that's athletic, who can jump right in and hit and take the ball and run with it? Oh, we got Lacey. Okay. And then they had, and then you know what? When you think about it from a show production point of view, the whole coming up and down the aisle was probably nothing more than to slowly introduce her to make the fans go, who the hell is this? And at the same time, they were stalling. It's a stalling tactic until they actually needed her to start wrestling. Oh, well, yeah. Okay. So, with that said, I, I, I will say that, okay, I understand. But, no, the pointers you're making are also true, too, though. Like, for instance, our ne- the next the next uh, match here is Coffee Kingston versus Samojo for the WWE title. Two guys that clearly don't need any development system at this point. No. They've been in everything, and Coffee Kingston has earned the chance to be where he is right it's now. It's just funny to me that WWE loves to make the matches with the minorities fight each other a lot. <laughs> do you do you not notice that either? Yes. I don't know. <laughs> it's a, it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, they want. Well, that's just a, a mixture of matches. Because let's face it, it hasn't been a lot of that. So uh, I guess okay. So your your pick I'll for that, that match, Coffee Kingston, Samoa Co- Coffee Kingston. They're not letting him. Like I like I said before we started recording, I still think that Coffee Kingston and Seth Rollins are going to have their fight, title for title, uh, at some point, w- which would be which would be awesome. Uh, I think uh, the way to see the next match here we have is Roman Reigns and The Undertaker versus Drew Galloway and Shane McMahon. Drew Galloway? Wait, Drew Galloway? No, Drew McIntyre. Oh, Drew McIntyre. I'm so sorry. Drew McIntyre. Yeah, Drew McIntyre. So, your take on this? Uh, considering I. Uh, there's so many facts. If I could have it my way. Just because I like bad guys, I'd have Shane McMahon and Drew McIntyre beat The Undertaker and 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 Ro, uh, Rowan, uh, Roman Reigns. Also, it's like, how many freaking matches are they going to let Roman Reigns win? <laughs> like, the dude's been winning since he came back. Like, I think he can take one loss. Oh, but you know what I also thought well, about? You just did lose also- uh, to, Drew, to um, Shane McMahon in the pay-per-view. Did he? Yeah, he lost the, uh, one of the matches. Yes. He, oh, no, that's what I'm talking about. He just keeps winning. I feel like... Uh, oh, why uh, Shane well, McMahon keeps winning? No, Roman Reigns. No, I feel Roman, like it Roman would be, Reigns lost. No, he lost when he fought... Uh, oh, yeah, that's right. He yes. did lose when he fought Shane he fought, McMahon. Okay. He lost when he fought Shane McMahon. But, no, he... Remember, he fought Drew McIntyre re- recently, and he won. Stop and I thought, yes. Oh, God. Like, so, it, like, he can lose, but... I thought that this would be an opportunity for to revisit Undertaker versus Roman Reigns. So it would be pretty cool if Roman and Undertaker, you know, had their moment and they beat Shane and Drew McIntyre, and then at the end, the Undertaker choke slam Roman Reigns. I thought that that might be oh, that okay. might, you know, because the last time we saw these two guys in the ring, what's the name, hung up his gloves or whatever. I can I can see that the last time these two were together, he wasn't necessarily like on the. Field. He was like retired. Okay, I can see that. Um, I will say that I know that Roman Reigns and Undertaker are going to win just because how, how is this match going to go? Like, Drew, Drew McIntyre, you're telling me you're going to see a Claymore kick? I just on, don't uh, like what they're doing to Drew McIntyre. I like him a lot. I feel like he has the potential to easily be a champion, but 
for some reason they keep they're doing the same thing with that they did to Braun Strowman to him recently. I don't know. It's like I and agree. and once again, why the fuck is Shane McMahon wrestling? He's not a wrestler. Uh, his his signature move is he jumps off well, the top. We didn't say that about Vince McMahon. Jumps off the top rope. I, I didn't like that either. Way back in the day, I thought that was annoying too. But it's just a, it's a McMahon thing. They have to be a part of. The I mean, show I know themselves. you want to be a part of the show, right? but you know what? I don't know. Do more meet and greets or something. So my my next match we have here is Bailey versus Alexa Bliss for the SmackDown Women's Champion. Are we gonna see that one? I don't know. Cause they already fought and barely beat her the first time. But I don't. After that documentary that came out with Alexa talking about getting hurt and now she's back, I don't know. <laughs> they might. They I'm gonna say Alexa Bliss. You think this is gonna be a heel run or a babyface run for Alexa Bliss? Maybe this could be an opportunity to make Alexa Bliss a babyface and to have a Bailey heel turn and make her I a would, bad guy. Personally, I'm going for Bailey this, and I would love. To get a Bailey heel turn at some point, because at this point, the f- ain't nobody out there like I, doing. I think Bailey. I think Bailey's kind of stuck though. I think Bailey's stuck like Cena. I think she's stuck as a good guy. You think so? I think so. You think that's why John Cena can never really be a bad guy again. That's why at Mania they had him do the word life thing. It's like for one second he got an opportunity to do that because yeah, like he's with the Make a Wish and how this guy's like a role model to kids. He can't be coming out there like shut up and all this stuff anymore. Like uh, so, what about Bailey? You think she could do it? Bailey, she has an opportunity to. She's still a lot uh, newer and you know younger than Cena. She had opportunity to be. Like, I personally like Alexa Bliss as a heel more yeah. than that. Oh, like yeah, I definitely face. do. But. Um, so we shall see. Uh, Drew Gallick versus Tony Nese for the Cruiserweight Championship. All right, the Cruiserweight title. Okay, moving on. Uh, Tony Nese, I believe he is the former champion, and he's trying to get it back from Drew Gallick. So you think he's going to do it? Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Look, I'm my, I, in my mind, I'm like, who? So, I, it's like Star Lord. To, to quote Star Lord, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, who? I don't know who either one of these guys. I'm sorry, guys. If, but if WWE, now you talked about NXT. If it's any individual, if it's any segment that WWE needs to tighten up and, and put some stronger work into, it's the Cruiserweight division, the 205 Live. Because I have zero interest and I don't know, I don't even know who half these guys are. So to the, the, the title has changed hands like in a, like three times in the last couple months. And I don't know, I knew who Buddy Murphy was. And literally, the only reason I knew who who Buddy Murphy was is because he used to date Alexa Bliss. Are you on the here no more? No, but other than that, I didn't know who he was either. So I, I don't, I don't know. Drew Gallick, I, I, don't, I have the WWE video game, and I don't even choose them on the video game. Damn. So not, no offense against them. I just don't know who they are. Yeah, they do need to tighten up 205 Live. Personally, you, I'm with they, you. When they, lo- when they lost Enzo. When, they, when, when Enzo, you know, when the thing happened with Enzo and he left and he wasn't in the Cruiserweight division, I, me, like a lot of fans, probably don't really give a shit about the Cruiserweight division. Mm. You want the Cruiserweight division to be exciting? Put Rey Mysterio over there and put some other guys like him. Maybe they'll, like, you know, make it popular again. Mm. Well, uh, the last two matches that they have here is one with my boy Shinsuke Nakamura. 
uh, versus Finn Balor, who is uh, a, a favorite by uh, the Queen of the Universe, uh, for the Intercontinental Championship. Oh, so did they throw Andrade's into that match too? I've, I've it's been rumored that Andrade is going to be added into as a triple threat. If they add him, I think that Andrade's might take it. I would. Re- for right now, just for me with SummerSlam around the corner, mm-hmm. I would prefer if Finn Balor kept the title so he could fight somebody awesome at SummerSlam. But I don't know because I feel like with Andrade, they got a hard on for this dude. I'm so sick of this. I mean, he's an <sighs> he's an okay wrestler. He's not that great, but I just feel like he does make a good a better bad guy than a good guy. But I just feel like he could be the 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 guy who walk, sneakily walks away from this match with that title. If he is added to this match, he won. I'm gonna just call it right now. Cause Finn Balor and Shinsuke Nakamura, neither one of them really needs these titles. Like they they're dope. I would love to see. <laughs> Sounds Shinsuke. like we're going back to uh, the main event at WrestleMania with Ronda, Charlotte, and Becky. I'm like, well, who really needs this win more than the other two? <laughs> yeah, Ronda didn't I really mean, need it. I loved, I loved Becky Lynch, but I felt like in that in that particular match, who has more accolades? Clearly, Charlotte and Ronda have way more th- uh, things under their belt than Becky. But now Becky goes down in history as Becky Two Belts. Here's a fun fact that you I don't know if you knew this, but did you know that Bailey is the is the first winner of all of the women's title? Every uh, oh, women's title that. that has ever been around in her era, like the women's NXT title, first women's NXT champion, Bailey. First women's uh, SmackDown champion, Bailey. First Raw women's SmackDown cha- uh, 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 Raw uh, championship, women. Was it? It was her. She was first tag team champion as well. I'm like, uh, the only okay. reason, they also, fun fact of this is they posted this on WWE.com. It's uh, a picture okay. of her with all of the titles that she's ever won. And I was just like, because I think lady. I think I know that Alexa Bliss was the first person to win Raw and SmackDown titles back to back. Yeah, she won like a week which apart. Is, which is ironic because she beat Bailey to win the Raw title. Mm. So it's funny that they're fighting again. We shall see. Uh, so you, if if it stays as Finn Balor and Shinsuke Nakamura, you want you going for Finn? Uh, sadly, I'd say give it to Shinsuke just because like, Finn don't need it. He's Finn way more break, popular. Man. I feel like... Or, I don't know, or you could drop the... the I see to Shinsuke, and you can give us a hell of a match at at uh, SummerSlam called Finn Balor versus Coffee Kingston. I mean, that's just me. If I was writing this stuff for the WWE title, for the WWE title, there you go. There's mm. a there's a big match for you. You're welcome, WWE mm. writers. I mean, I don't think he's getting put into that picture right now because he's uh he like here here's literally how you could write this. You could have. You could do the match, Finn Balor, Shinsuke, Andrade's. You could have Andrade's hit his signature on Finn Balor, have Shinsuke Nakamura throw Andrade's out of the ring and take the pin. It wins the Intercontinental title. That's how you continue. That's how you can. That's how you continue the rival with Shinsuke and Andrade's and take Finn out of the picture. I'd love listen. And your it, booking sounds good. Wait, and then you could have Coffee Kingston. So I'd improve myself against Kevin Nolans and all this stuff. Slow you know, down. I'm doing great. Yada yada. Music hits. There you go. Who would okay. you have in that dream match? Well, who I would have win? Yeah. I have no idea. That I haven't gotten that far. That I just think that match would be just as good as AJ and Finn. 
because that was still one of my uh, favorite matches of the last few years in WWE. Well, AJ. Speaking of AJ Styles, AJ Styles is rumored to be fighting against the, the young man, the one uh, and only Ricochet. Yeah, Ricochet. I think title. he already beat him once. He beat him on Raw. Oh, he beat him twice. No, he beat him once on Raw. Was it once or yeah, was it twice? It was, I think they fought again. Wait, when did they fight again? I think so. I th- I saw something. I haven't watched SmackDown, but I think they had a second fight, and I On think SmackDown? he and I think he lost. I think Ricochet lost to him twice, which clearly shows you that they fight at the pay per view that Ricochet is gonna beat AJ Styles. So I'm like, here's what I would do if you want to throw in. This is me booking. If if they those two fight again, I think Ricochet is gonna win again when it's when the title's on the line, and it's just gonna like gravitate this guy even further for beating AJ Styles. But if I was booking for that match, I would throw Cesaro in there. Cesaro and Ricochet have had a little bit of a beef recently. Uh, and yeah. I would I'd always wanted Cesaro in the in the world title picture. Like world or universal title. Well he's been fighting Ricochet recently, so I feel like Rick like Cesaro versus But, but Cesaro's been a US champ. That's what I look yeah. at. I'm like, he's been a, if anybody remembers Cesaro way back in the day when he first started, Lana Lana used to be his manager. And he was the U.S. champion. Back when he was pretending not to speak English and oh, stuff. Oh, he was and, Swedish. Yeah. Well, and, he is so Swedish. And Lana, Lana was his manager before she before she showed up later on with Rusev, which, was act, which turned out to be her real-life husband. <laughs> well, uh, those are the matches so far uh, that they've booked for there. There are still weeks left to go. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't forget about the tag team uh, title matches. Sorry. All right. Moving on. Uh, the Revival <laughs> versus the Usos for the Raw Tag Team titles. Well, in that, if, if it's that case, I'm going to go with the Usos because the, Revi- because the Revival sucks. I'm just going to call Usos. it Usos. Now, Revival, please don't beat shit out of me if you ever meet me in person. But... Revival is the only tag... I will say, they're the only people who crossed over from NXT and are exactly the same to me. I didn't think they were that great over there. And they're, and not, they're not that great over Because the Revival sucks. It's even terrible they're name. Not, yeah, they're not that good. They, the funny thing is they have an awesome theme song. What about Daniel Bryan <laughs> and Rowan versus Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn? Oh, that's Zane. a no-brainer. And, I, well, and the Machinery are in there. So it's a triple uh, threat tag team. I see the same thing happening with the Finn and Dradis thing happening. I see Heavy Machinery doing all the work again. Like, this is if the titles change hands. I see Heavy Machinery doing all the work, and Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn stealing the glory. Yeah, <laughs> I think at this point, if you're going to put them back together, you better get us a title so at least they can be, like, bragging and, you know, walking around. Oh, they definitely got plans for <coughs> both of them. Both of those guys were injured and on the shelf. They And, and the, they definitely have a lot of fans. And there's one more rumored match uh, before we move on to our last segment, which is Aleister Black is rumored to be fighting against none Rand- other Randy Orton. than Randy Orton. I, w- I figured that. He's been doing the montage for weeks of give me a fight. Like, he feels like, you know, no one's worthy on the main route, which I think is awesome because if you've ever watched his matches in NXT, this dude was born ready. I feel like, uh, what what's that line Wesley Snipes said in Bleed? I was born ready, motherfucker. Like I think I feel like Alistair Black is the exception to the rule. This dude was ready. 
to come to the main roster and his debut well, on see, NXT. See, the thing is, he's like a Samoa Joe. He only went through the system because he had to. Yeah, he's like, he's had he has like the skills and everything from other wrestlings, and he's and, ready. And to yes, go. he does have a very legendary roundhouse kick that, kick that I would not want to get hit with personally because I wear glasses. But you know, because <laughs> that would. So, you th- so wait, are you going for Randy Orton or Alistair Black in this match? I, Think Alistair Black gonna hit him with that kick if. Well, that's that's also what makes great marketing for this match because it with both of their signatures, you know, it's a wrap if you hit either one. If that get, it only takes one RKO. It only take one one RKO, and that's all. That's all she wrote. I am gonna go with Alistair Black because I feel like he needs to win way more than Randy Orton does. Randy Orton has done everything. Randy Orton is the high school bully at this point who just shows up and beats up whoever he wants. I want a title shot. He's like, you know what? I haven't had the U.S. title in a long time. Give me that. That's kind of who Randy Orton is. Well, kind of who he's always been. And, uh, like, he's had moments as a good guy, very small ones, but he's probably a very a guy who's been the neutral character you know throughout what, the years. You want to know what's funny for him? His turn into what we know him as now all started with the thumbs down. When they in Evolution and they kicked him out of Evolution for winning the title, yeah. that started him on the journey of like solo man, kicking ass and taking names. Yeah, he hasn't like, aligned himself with that many factions. He had his own little legacy for a little bit with Cody Rhodes, and then and he uh, had the Bray Wyatt moment where they were attacked him for a time. But then he wanted to turn it on Bray Wyatt. Yeah. Like, he doesn't work. He doesn't play well with those. <laughs> So, RK, it's only an RKO. But we still love Randy Orton. Like, Randy Orton and, and The Miz, I feel like, are they two are guys. Standing the test of time. St- stood the test of time and are still relevant with kind of doing the same thing. Oh, their gimmicks work. Like, their gimmicks, yeah, it, it definitely fits that if it don't broke, don't fix it. Like, Randy Orton's not that different than he was 10 years ago, and it still seems fresh. Yeah, The Miz is but still I talking think, about he's awesome. I think what it is, too, is that he, he does mix it up, though. The, what, the mix up with him is the randomness because literally it could be like they could have somebody come into the ring to talk uh, to give a check for a scholarship and then he'll just show up and start beating somebody up for and you're like what, what are is you doing? <laughs> what is going on? So uh, with that said, uh, we're gonna bring it on home with uh, one last segment that we coined here, which is called Cast It. Uh, we actually Cast the, It. Cast It, y'all. <laughs> Uh, the live action uh, universe uh, for Disney is happening, whether we want it or not. And we decided here at the Ronnie Markell Make a Podcast show that we were going to do a little segment where we would try to put in our bid for who we think should be the two main stars of the new live action movie Little Mermaid that's coming out from Disney, of Little course. Little Mermaid. Uh, so we have our three choices for Ariel and our three choices for Eric. Uh, so I will let you go. We're going to start off with Ariel. So we'll go with your number All one right. pick for Ariel, right. sir. Well, I, I won't say they're in any particular order. No one, particular three, four, order. Whatever, just simply three My first choices. one you know, and I feel like you're going to say, oh, God, not her. But my first choice, Haley Steinfeld. Haley Steinfeld. Haley Steinfeld we, was in, uh, she's the girl who starred in Bumblebee. I knew exactly who you were talking about, and I say, hell no. <laughs> I knew um, you were going to. But now, what's your what's your pitch for her, sir? Give us, sell well, us on her. Okay, let's, uh, now, this is going to sound shallow as can be, but let's face it. Uh, you have to be a really pretty girl okay, in order to be Ariel if you're going to go based off the cartoon, mm-hmm. which, you know. 
She's pretty. What? Well, she has the right combination. Uh, she's wait, a, she's so a decent wait, height. She's, she's pretty, so so she has value. No, I'm not. <laughs> oh god, that's therefore not she I, has value. No, that's a shout out to Mary Jane. Not what I mean, but I I get that reference. But no, I mean she has the right combination, which is she's a pretty girl. She's not that tall. She's a decent height. Uh, well, she is kind of tall. She's five eight, but I feel like you can get away with that because she's supposed to be a mermaid. Well, but, what about her? And, uh, and her, she can her... al- and she can also sing because you got to think about too that for Little Mermaid, which is gonna, uh, which which I read that some of this they're bringing back the classic songs, and some of them are also going to be made by Lin Manuel Miranda. But you, so you need that combination of beauty, and you need someone who's a decent actress, mm. and you need someone who can sing, which she can do all three. And then she's not a huge star, which I think I, th- I think for the most part, all these Disney live action movies fare well with someone who's not a huge star as opposed to someone like who's a bigger star. Okay, at least time for you have. Sold me on your choice, sir. Thank you for giving us that uh, rundown on her. All right. Uh, my good choice here, there was no coincidence in that little Mary Jane reference because my choice for Ariel uh, of Under the Sea Little Mermaid live action movie is none other than Zendaya. Oh, wow. We both chose tall women because, like, Haley Seinfeld's 5'8 and Zendaya's 5'10. <laughs> Zendaya uh, met her in person this week as well. Uh, beautiful young lady um, who also, can also sing. Who can also sing. Uh, has a very bright future. And one thing that she has over your choice, Haley Steinfeld, uh, is that she's already a Disney star. Uh, I was gonna say she worked for Disney even prior to Spider Man. And, and so. Y- yeah, so she's been there for a little bit. So we already know that, like, um, you know, Disney likes to keep it in the family for say. Uh, so uh, she's a choice for me for her height, her look, and you know, let's face it. If we look at um, somebody under the sea, like we just saw Aquaman. Hey, look, they recasted Aquaman from being a like blue-eyed, white-haired, uh, white guy. I mean, blonde-haired, uh, blue-eyed white guy to a what? Persian he's guy, like Hawaiian, or yeah, like something? Hawaiian, like th- something totally different. Which makes sense if you're under the sea. Hey, look, you know what? The sun hits you a certain way, and you you got a darker skin tone. So, and it kind of works with the whole like you know making sure that we have minority people you know having a voice and a place within Hollywood. So I choose her for all of those. So Zendaya is my um, one of my choices for Ariel from Little Mermaid. Hmm. And All what's right. your second one, sir? So my next one is uh, a girl who actually starred in a movie with Haley uh, Steinfeld. Uh, her her name is also Haley, which is funny. But Haley Haley Lou Richardson. Tell me who this young lady. Haley is. Lou Richardson uh, played in a movie called Five Feet Apart. Movie that came out not that long ago. She's sick. Uh, she was also one of the cheerleaders in Split. Mm. Oh, that girl. Yeah, I think ah. uh, I think. Wait, the main girl, right? No, not the main girl. She oh. was one of the cheerleaders who was tied up. Gotcha. gotcha. Uh, but I do think that she has the beauty and everything down. She's not as tall as the other girl. She's five two. But, Movie magic. But yeah, she's but got I half th- of a damn body but as she's a damn fish, man. Because I tried to make my choices actresses who are kind of known in Hollywood and have some, you know, but they're not, like, super known. Because I don't think that this person needs to be, like, a giant, you know, A-list actor or whatever. But I think that she has, she'll have what it takes to be Ariel. I dig it. And maybe in this, maybe in this version, live-action version, you don't even have to have a redhead. Hmm. 
you never know. I, I think uh, they're definitely going to have that just for the sake of, like, you know, keeping the nostalgia factor there. Uh, well, my choice for number two for Ariel is none other than Pitch Perfect's own Anna Kendrick. Wow, Anna Kendrick. I was like, wow, can I see Anna Kendrick as the Little Mermaid? Uh, the reason that I believe, the reason that I pick Anna Kendrick as one of my also choices. Also very pretty. She's very pretty. Uh, therefore, she has value. Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> no. 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 Oh, I love that line. Just, it's just hilarious. Um, but she actually has the voice as well. She is in Pitch Perfect. Uh, also Trolls. So she's been uh, singing for a long time. Uh, she has a, a good roster. But one of the things that I think is a key essential thing, and, I, and this is why I think she's definitely high on my bar of, of the list, of the short list of three, is Ariel is somebody who comes from a world. She's a girl who has a strong sense of discovery. And she's like from searching around and looking for trash around the ocean uh, to, you know, going on land and having freaking feet. And also kind of a little bit gullible because she's a little bit, you know. Um, Are you saying Anna Kendrick looks gullible? She doesn't look <laughs> nah. it, but she has played that character before, and I think it works well for her. So she has already proven to me that from her filmography oh, she that did she did that movie that. with, uh, what's her name? Uh, that chick. <laughs> I have to look it up. <laughs> she plays a, a very, someone who can eventually become someone who stands up for herself. But going in, she's sort of this like you know doting little daughter who you know is the queen is the, basically the princess of you know this undersea kingdom and you know can fall in love and she's done this many times in movies and I just feel like her filmography gives her you know all of the resume that she needs to be able to star in this. She oh, has a star power too. A simple favor, that's what it simple was. Simple favor. That, that movie that pissed me off, but I understand. But, I remember that. Yeah, I knew that movie was you were talking about. She was very gullible in the beginning, and yes. then like she made that transition where she wasn't so gullible. Correct. So I, I think that she has that. I think where people may fight about her being the uh, the choice, but it's my choice is her, maybe her age. Because uh, she is probably from the people we're choosing, she She's might like be one oldest. of the oldest. Uh, but I still think Hollywood magic—they uh, can make anything happen. They oh, freaking make Samuel Jackson look like he was from the Long Kiss Goodnight <laughs> and fucking uh, Captain Marvel. That's they can true. do wonders with her, yeah. which is basically the same movie. Which but, okay. again, I, let me let me make sure I clear it up for any Anna Kendrick fans. I'm not saying that they need to do any de aging to her. She's nowhere oh, yeah. near she's, the age yeah, that you need a to gorgeous do that. Chick. Uh, and what is your third choice, sir? Okay, so my third choice is a woman named Olivia Clark. Now, I don't know if Olivia Clark can sing, but she's another up-and-comer. She looks a lot like Winona Ryder to me. Let's see, Olivia, uh, Clark. Olivia Clark was in uh, Ready Player One. Oh, the girl, the, uh, oh, the girl with the, uh, the, the, she had like the eye patch thing, like a birthmark. Uh, what eye. was her name in that movie? I think, uh, shoot, I'm, I'm forgetting her name. What was her name? What was her name? Uh, Artemis. Artemis. That's Artemis what it was. Yes. Artist missing Ready Player One playing Ariel. Mm. Now, that was the first movie I saw her in, and I don't know what it was about Olivia Cook from that movie, but I thought, and she literally had red hair before, so she looked kind of perfect for the role to me. But I think she okay, can I can see. I, I can see where you're going with that. What else? What else? Well, does she I have? don't know if she can sing though. That's the only difference. Okay, so she doesn't she's, have to sing. She's been in a hand. In, she's been in a handful of movies. She so she's still like fairly new. She's been in 
me and Earl and the girl, she was in The Signal, uh, Ouija. She was unfortunately in that because that wasn't that great of a movie. But <laughs> <laughs> but she's only been around since about 2012, I think. So Artemis, uh, a.k.a. Samantha in that movie. But okay. I think she'd be a good choice, too. And then just from us thinking about it, I have an added bonus, which I think she could do it. I just don't know. You have an she, honorable mention? I have an honorable mention who probably. Wait, before you say your honorable mention, hold that thought. Let me go ahead and give you my third one. And I'll also oh, yeah, that's right. Um, my third choice here is going to be none other than Ellie Kemper. Ellie Kemper. Ellie Kemper. You're like sitting there like, who, who, that who is? is Ellie Kemper? Google tell why me does that, Ellie Why Kemper. does that name sound so familiar? Ellie oh, Kemper is... Wait, Ellie Kemper? She's way too old. Wow. <laughs> she's awesome. Wait, let me... First and foremost, I'm a big fan of her. She's awesome. She's beautiful. And I think she actually can sing. She did a great job on Kimmy Schmidt, but I think that they're going for a little younger. Oh, <laughs> man. You see what they did there? That's just wrong. I just like Ellie Kemper because I am a big fan of Kimmy Schmidt as well as, like, I know she's also was on The Office before and a bunch of other stuff way back, but Kimmy Schmidt was, like, sort of the breakout for me. Um, her, again, going back to some of the attributes I said before, uh, she plays in a naive, you know, wonder, dis, you know, woman of discovery very well. And I think that if they wanted to go take a comedy aspect of, of Little Mermaid, she would be really, really great. For somebody coming from the ocean to come to the regular world. I can see and that. And like, what is this? Oh, my if, God, You mean if they were going for, uh, what was the movie they did? Enchanted. With, uh, yeah, Enchanted. Yeah. If they were going for that, then, yeah. That kind of comedy that they could bring into this if they didn't just want to do like they've been doing, which is just rehashing the same shit <laughs> and giving you one new song. I mean, that, um, that could work because, I mean, they got Melissa McCarthy, you know, as Ursula, so I think that is yeah, probably... Yeah, they made like, it a little bit more comedic in that sense. I can of, see like, that. Don't You don't have to make it so far away from the original, but damn it, give me something new, Jesus. Like, don't just... Give me Lion King. Like, don't just... Oh, wow. What? Did I say that? Wow. Oh, so sorry. Okay. Don't just give me uh, Beauty and the Beast where you had like 10 minutes of a new movie and like <laughs> two hours of the same movie. <laughs> or Aladdin. Aladdin was a great movie, but at the same time, it was the same it, damn it was, movie. It was a little bit different. Really? Oh, yeah, it was about oh that's like, right. The genie was black this time. That's I, right. That's about it. Actually, it was he different. was Actually, he was bluish. Oh, he was blue. Oh. oh do, do, with a little ponytail. Here all week. It wasn't it wasn't obvious that he was gonna get. Tri- God damn it! I'm just, <laughs> I need I need these movies to give me some originality here. Not one new song, please. Help me out here. Let me tell you so, my my honorable mention. What's your honorable well, mention? Well, I would say that this person is more than an honorable mention because she's f- flat out gorgeous. But Lana Del Rey. God, you have such a low bar. Lana for Del Rey. <laughs> Such a low bar. You don't. You think Lana Del Rey is a low bar? She's a low bar. Lana Del Rey is yeah, a low she's bar. She's a low bar. Wow. How I would is she? I would say that if you don't like Lana Del Rey, you might be blind. All I'm saying is I don't think that she's. Or, um, she. I don't think she has the acting chops for this. I'll be honest. Well, I don't and know. She's not that far away from freaking well, Ellie well, Kemper. Well, I don't she's know. 34. Well, I don't know. If, but she has a look that. Like she looks more young. She looks younger though than Ellie Kemper. Nah, Lana Del Rey ain't got it. Nah. Lana Del Rey and and she is a famous singer songwriter. So we definitely know that she she she's already a part of the Disney uh, universe, by the way, because she did the theme song for Maleficent too. Oh, that's pretty cool. 
I, I, I appreciate your choice. I ain't feeling it. I don't. I'm not. I'm not feeling Lana Del Rey. I think She's, Lana Del Rey could do it with red hair. I think she could do it. That's not all it takes. You have to. Oh, actually I be know. The I know that. I'm saying like I just. Uh, I'd have to like watch look up so do some research on her and see if she can actually act though i don't know if she can act mm-hmm. i know she's been in like a couple of like uh documentaries or like smaller movies but yeah. i don't know well I, I would think say she could do it one of the things that probably for our la- for your honorable mention and sort of my last choice i know disney's cheap and they're probably gonna <laughs> oh, go for wow. somebody oh, wow. who they can pay a little bit less money to uh like they did with mina masad and the person who played name the girl who played jasmine in Aladdin. She was a pretty girl. Yeah, I thought she was good. <laughs> because you don't... Name, I know. name a movie Men in Masala has been in. She was in that other movie with that That's guy. That's not even a she. I'm talking about the person who played Aladdin. His name oh, is Men in Masala. Oh, yeah. Jeez, he was, we met him. What the... He f- was in that movie with that guy. You know what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. That movie. Okay, yeah. Cool. With the, and they did the stuff? My point exactly. They would prefer to pay people that... For these movies particularly, it's like, look, we're rehashing the same thing. Oh, anyway. I do know he's so going to be money. in uh, It Chapter 2. I don't know who, who he plays, he but I know he's in that movie. Oh, that's nice. That's good for him. He's uh, he's getting, he's, he's he'll he'll get there. I think he was a star before he got here, in, in all seriousness. Um, and our last part of this particular cast segment is going to be casting Eric. So who is your... Uh, Eric, your first choice for Eric. Eric. Okay, this one's probably gonna knock your socks off. But Woo! my first choice for I said, all right, like I was saying before, I think if you're gonna cast Eric, it has to be somebody who kind of takes charge a little bit because uh, we know in the cartoon, uh, Eric's the one that actually kills Ursula at the end of the movie. Spoilers by if you've never seen it. Like Spo- you keep saying it, like I did. It wasn't even intentional. But I mean, like he it. steered the boat in the right direction. Ooh. Well, and, and cost herself no to get that, and, huh? and call, Well, I mean, you'd have to know how to. In this day and age, she could be in the water with a phone and automatically send the boat straight that's to not it. That's so. 100% true. But then well, I also sorry. thought that we're in 2019, we're in a new day and age, so this new Eric doesn't actually also have to be a white dude. So my first choice as Eric is Michael B. Jordan. There you go. Creed himself. <laughs> Creed. Adonis. Adonis um, Creed. I would say that who definitely proved that he can com- command things uh, in Black Panther. I'm gonna tell you something like this. All right, I'm gonna throw this out there, and this is no slight against Disney or him. He too big for this movie. Going, going. Oh, wow. Just, he he a little bit too big for the Little Little Mermaid. <laughs> he's like, not. He's he ain't too big for Disney. <laughs> I mean, he's not too big for the Disney Black Panther movie. And I mean, he already a part of the family. He's a part of the Marvel family. But he's still a part of the Disney family. Listen, if, all of look, those... If this was the Mafia, they would put their armor around him and go, you're still a part of the Disney Oh, you're family. part of the Disney umbrella, of course. <laughs> um, okay, I, I accept your choice. So, um, so if they wanted him to do it, look, it'd be like, all right, you going to play Eric? Because we're making offer you can't refuse. <laughs> I think uh, my first my first choice, which not in any particular order, is Josh Hutcherson. Josh, Josh Hutcherson. Hutcherson. So you may remember Josh from another great uh, franchise oh, series. This guy, I remember yeah. him. The ah. guy uh, he came Peter uh, uh, Peter from um, Hunger Games. Honestly, I'm gonna say I don't think he's handsome enough. Damn. <laughs> no, I'm not, I'm not saying. Okay, listen, Ronnie. All, right. all about it's, looks. I'm not. Sh- I'm not. Actually, it is. He's supposed to be a prince. So uh, he can't play a prince. He just give him black hair. What are you talking I'm about? I'm not saying that. I'm just saying like Josh. I'm just saying you meet Ronnie be... in person. <laughs> Whoop his ass. But 
No, I'm not being shallow how. I'm just saying, like, you need someone who's... Okay, handsomer. Let me use that term. Handsomer than okay. Josh Hutchinson. I think, like, you know, acting-wise, yeah, he'd be a good choice. He's had roles where he, you know, had to do action scenes, so He's he could physical. do all that. He could do physical stuff. I just don't think Josh Hutcherson is... Go ahead and say it. You don't think he's good think, enough? I don't think he's handsome enough. No. Okay, I think I you need it. to go handsomer. What's your second choice besides Michael B. Jordan? Okay. We know you so chose that because you're black. But go ahead. <laughs> that is not What's true. What's your second choice? Okay. So you might know my second choice from a wonderful new Netflix show called The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. But my second choice, uh, he currently plays Nicholas on uh, Sabrina. Nicholas? Gavin... Leatherwood. Get the hell out of my face with some. Gavin Leatherwood is his name. Gavin Leatherwood is not. Gavin Leatherwood. Tell me why he's a good choice. He can act. He's and he's go- and he's a gorgeous dude. He's a gorgeous dude. Look at that. Come on, wait. You can sell posters with him on it by himself. I think <laughs> that he plays the good like you know guy the the the, the bad boy. That's that what you to- want for a prince. Ariel, just tell me what's going on. <laughs> okay, I'll say that he has the handsome factor down. He, is he has the man. hair. He's got the hair. I just don't see it for him, man. I, but I get. I, I I accept your choice. Um, funny enough, I also have a choice from the Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, uh, which is the guy who is Ross Lynch, the guy Ross who Lynch. plays Harvey. Ah, Harvey. Okay. Uh, <laughs> like once again, I gotta, oh boy. I gotta go kind of go with that and say, Mr. Shallow. I think that, <laughs> that Ross Lynch is another good choice, great actor, great height and build, but I don't think he's handsome enough. <laughs> That's just me. Listen, <laughs> I'll give you, t- I'll give you a couple reasons why I think this kid will work. Okay. One. Uh, he has the Eric factor down pat, which is that's why I want you can't. This is where this is how reboots get made and they wind up being <laughs> shitty. You can't just make it because this person's pretty and they're like people. Well, no, pretty. pretty, pretty. You gotta for these. Remember too, they gotta be able to sing, or okay. or at least be able to carry a good melody. You do realize this guy does sing. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, like, Russ Lynch so, does sing, so he might be a pretty good choice just for that reason too. Well, Eric doesn't have to sing. What are you talking about? Come on. It's a 20. It's a Disney movie. movie And this generation, they both going to sing. He's going to have to talk sing. He got to do like a basic And then think, they're adding the classic classic songs from the original. And Lynn Miranda is working on, and uh, another guy, they're working on newer material. So you Mm. cannot tell me that Eric's going to escape this movie without singing a song. I agree. I think it's nice that we both, I think Disney is probably going to be interested in somebody from Netflix just as another moment of which Disney can walk up to uh, Disney can walk up to Netflix and kick them in the nuts and take two of their <laughs> actors away because uh, they just love coming after Netflix like Disney's got lots of plans for right now if you go on Netflix there's ton of Disney, Disney stuff right there and it's only to get people prepared for the app yeah that's true at this point but I like, think I definitely think Netflix will be okay Netflix is fine they're billionaires <laughs> they're like they're laughing like, like <laughs> Take your stuff. <laughs> We're gonna be so disappointed. They're gonna lose a lot of stuff, though. Like but they have mad original content, and a lot of it's good. I agree. Um, All right, this is my third and final choice. Third and final choice. This guy literally looks like the same character from the movie. Well, let's and, see. But, uh, what do we got? Robbie Amell. Steve Amell's. How? Robbie Amell. Look on my list. 
Oh wow! Look at Why that. Why the hell is on my list? Jesus! How did you pick that? that Bobby is... Emel. Literally, okay, that was not. Literally, when I was researching and going through the choices, I was I like googled a picture of this guy, and I was like, he looks like the. It looks like they drew like they drew the cartoon character from him, but oh, but the man. movie came out years ago, so that'd be the other way around. Oh man! Wow. That is so. Yes, our final choice. But he is definitely exactly has the, the heartthrob thing going. Come on, this guy has to be on a poster. So, yeah, <laughs> definitely think that he. Could Wait, does he actually have blue eyes? I gotta look this up. Hold on a second. And then too, I think that it's it's also okay if your leading man is like a a, a few a year, you know a couple years older than you know the girl. Jesus, he actually has blue eyes and black hair. He's fucking look crazy. Look at that. I was, perfect, perfect choice. Can he sing? That, I don't know. I have not seen anything on him singing. But hey, I mean, he definitely doesn't have an Arrow show to go to. So, you know, he's, he's free, Disney. Come get him. So I'll say he's probably my top choice for sure. When I, it's funny. You thought the exact same thing. I saw him and I was going through the list and I was like, I stopped. And I saw the picture. I was like, black hair, blue eyes. Like, like kind of has Eric? the build. <laughs> like, like, he looks like Eric. And then he is a little older. And then the, another thing. He's I also, also 31. I so. also remember back when he was on uh, The Flash. What remember he was Caitlyn's love interest and thinking about he was he seemed like he was a little older than Caitlyn a little bit and I th- I thought about that too like that could work because not all women date a guy their own age the, the prince guy could be like a couple years older so from your choices this is your final final uh, casting you have to cast this your final choice is you know, we all know Robbie Amell is uh, is one of your is Robbie Amell your top guy for Eric yeah I'd say Robbie Amell so who is your top Choice for Ariel. For Ariel, hmm. who are you casting? I'm, I'm definitely gonna Ariel. say my top choice for Eric. If is we're going Robin. with, if we're going with him, I'm gonna say Haley Steinfeld. Really? Haley Steinfeld. Robbie Mill and Haley Steinfeld. Yep. I can't do that. I would say, uh, just for the age factor, I would say that Robbie Mill would work perfectly with Anna Kendrick. Anna Kendrick. Anna Kendrick and Robbie Mill are my two choices uh, for Ariel. I can see that. Well, so there it is, guys. Uh, that is uh, our segment for Casted this Cast week. Casted. Uh, Casted this week was all about Little Mermaid. Uh, and I think that is actually the end of the show. We, we have, have run, run out, out of, of content. We run out of things to talk about. For that said, I am Markel. And I'm Ronnie. And we tell you, as always, please go and spay and neuter your pets. Um, make sure that you feed the meter because you will get a ticket and that shit sucks. Um, <laughs> and uh, what do you what do you have to say for them, good sir? Uh, under the sea, under the sea. No, 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 no. You gotta go a little the rest further. Of the words. Under the sea. <laughs> okay. Under the sea. You and gotta. Ind- he is the only Jamaican dude under under sea. Oh you yeah, that's that? right. I'm oh like, yeah, that's true. Like what? The, there's no one else really. <laughs> And you can't. No one can lie and say that like, oh, that crap. He's from you know whatever. What what is the name of her world, by the way? Uh, Waterworld. Part of her world. Wait, no, that's not the same. What Waterworld? Wait, wait, was that? Under- yeah, that is yeah, part. That is, of, that is okay, part of like, your world. That is the part same. Of I just because I don't know why I was just thinking of Aladdin. I'm like, wait, what? Honestly, my favorite song is the Ursula one. <laughs> poor unfortunate soul. Poor unfortunate souls. Congratulations to Melissa McCarthy for uh, we're we're rooting for you. You She's are definitely gonna knock it out the park. I can't wait to see what they do with her hair for that movie. I mean, it's gonna be pretty easy. Uh, let's just let, we're gonna call a spade a spade and say that 
she does definitely have the build because she is a, a thicker uh, woman, so definitely has a build for it. So we're looking forward to it. Peace out, y'all. See ya.